So here's the problem when you're um, you do what I do for a living and you, your voice is just a little off. You, you don't get a day to like rest it and improve. Like yesterday I had to do a show and then I had to do another show. Today I got to do a show and then I got to do two basketball games. Tomorrow I got to do a show and then I got to do another show. So I don't know when it's going to sound right again. I apologize. And I didn't have a chance this morning to run you know out what? and if, get a hot tea. It stays like this permanently. I think that you could be like, it's like a real smooth. Yeah, it would. Like, I, would I would be adjusting. I don't know. Yeah. It, today it sounds grosser than, than smooth. Today it sounds uh, like nasally. Yeah, and, that, yeah. yes. Sometimes. But when, if it were to like stay like this forever, I think then it can kind of. It would adjust, and that's just who I am now. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like a Brett Hollander sound at some point. Ay, ay, ay. Anyway, um, like when I go deeper, it's okay. But when I'm, you know, like, ugh, it sucks. Anyway, we got a lot to do on the program today. Today's show brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals and new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Coming up, Drew Forrester will join us in studio. Cameron Wolf from NFL Network. He was in Baltimore on Sun. Yeah, on Sunday. With next week's game being Saturday, like I keep saying the wrong thing. Also, with all the days off, I just don't know what day it is. There is a little bit of that, too. That's a great point. He was in Baltimore on Sunday for Ravens-Dolphins. Uh, Derek Moore from Michigan, St. Francis's own Baltimore native, had that huge play at the end of the game in the semifinals. They're getting ready for the CFP title game. And uh, Patrick Stevens joins us this morning as well. But we're going to start. We had to do this a little bit earlier because of his schedule. Had the opportunity to catch up with uh, the great Jake Funk, who you know is one of our favorites, and now is back with the Baltimore Ravens, which is really cool. We start today's show with that, and then we'll get to Drew in a minute on GCR. Well, it's always a pleasure to be joined by our next guest here on GCR. And the last time we were chatting, we were chatting about him getting ready to face the Baltimore Ravens here in Baltimore. Now he is a Baltimore Raven. He's also a Damascus Hornet and, of course, a Maryland Terrapin. He is our guy, Jake Funk, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Jake, it's Glenn. Happy New Year, brother. Always appreciate you. Thank you for taking the time for us. Happy Happy New Year to you, too, Glenn. It's, uh, it's always a pleasure. Dude, if I had told you back then, hey, uh, by the way, you're going to be getting ready for, like, the playoffs, and you're going to be wearing purple, and your life is going to change dramatically, what would you have said? I wouldn't have believed you. I mean, it's uh, it's been a true blessing to be able to come home. Um, it's it's something that I don't take lightly. It's very special to me. So, um, yeah, that's what I got to say about it. It's 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 incredible. What what is that phone call? Like, cause like I get it, you and I think we talked about this before. Getting any phone call, right? Like you've been very realistic about you know yeah. who you are and your spot in the league, everything like that. You get any phone call, you're excited about it because it means you have a job. But yep. it's the Baltimore Ravens. It's it's here. It's home. Like, can you describe what that moment yeah. is like when you get that phone call, when you get to tell everybody that? Yeah, it, I mean, it was awesome. I mean, uh, I got invited to come work out for Baltimore. They held a uh, running back workout when um, the Keaton Mitchell injury happened and they had to make some moves. Um, so I came up here, worked out with a few other running backs and then uh, got a call from my agent that said that they were signing me. And um, I was just extremely happy, um, you know, be able to come home, be able to be here with my mom, be able to just, you know, you know, support and play for the team that I've always grown up watching um, and rooting for. 
and it, it, you know, it's just something that is very special to me. And um, it's something that I have taken a lot of pride in because I'm from this area. I love this area. And it's, 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 it's a blessing to be able to have that Maryland flag on the side of the Jersey on their emblem and be able to represent Maryland. It's like I have my whole career. Dude. I, so I, this is a genuine, I don't know this growing up. Were you a Ravens fan or were you more commanders or whatever they were called at the time? I, I would say I wasn't a diehard Ravens fan. Okay. I always, I always rooted for them because they were the hometown team. Sure. I was more of a, I was more of a college football fanatic. Okay. Than, than a pro fanatic. Um, you know, my dad played at Penn State, which is kind yeah. of con- contradicting to <laughs> me playing in Maryland. So I grew up a Penn State fan, but then went to Maryland. Um, but yeah, no, I always rooted for the Ravens. I always loved watching Ray Lewis play, watching Ed Reed, watching all those the the gritty, hard nosed teams that they had back when I was growing up. And you know, being able to just wear the purple and black, it's 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 incredible. You know, being in the same facility that those guys were in once and the same meeting rooms it's something that is incredible and obviously you played a couple of games at the stadium as well so you know a thing or two about that jake funk with us here on gcr jake um the other part of it of course is this is a team that's pretty freaking good right like yeah in the throes of a potential super bowl run you know a thing or two about you know winning a super bowl you've been there before but Mm -hmm. you know to go from the i'm not trying to make you joe flacco right but like to go from the couch to oh my god i could end up getting a second ring out of this how how much more does that add to it yeah i mean it's it's something that's incredible and it's something where you just kind of you got signed and you're kind of walking into this environment that is on a roll right now which is truly in the nfl it's something that doesn't happen very much and it's something that i'm thankful for and you know being able to come into this building where you know winning is expected and that you know the culture around this team and the way the guys work and the way that the coaching staff works and the way that people just operate around this building it it, it's it's very special and it's something that um you know, I've been able to come in and I've truly enjoyed um, since I've been here in my two weeks that I've been here. Jake, did you get grilled about like, hey, uh, tell us what you guys did in order to beat us a few weeks back? Like, did you get the, you know, how how the hell did we that happen? How do we make sure that doesn't happen again? Oh, are you talking about the Colts game? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, I didn't really get questioned on that. Okay. That's, um, I feel like in their minds, it's more of a uh, that's in the past type thing. Um, but no, not really. Um, you know, I did get, you know, grilled a little bit this week because we were playing Miami and I was just sure. there. So um, that was definitely, you know, I was talking to coaches about, you know, just, you know, the some of the ins and outs that I knew in the little bit of time that I had with Miami. Um, just, you know, if I could give them any kind of, you know, you know, help that could help the game plan in any certain way. Um, just go but, ahead and say it. Take credit for it. It's it's no, you're the reason why no, the 56 no, points no, hack. No, 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 no. But you know they you know obviously put together an incredible game plan offensively and defensively. We were humming on all cylinders. So um, you know it was exciting to see. It was it was you know it was exciting for me to see as well because you know Miami you know had let me go and I'm yeah right you know, yeah. I'm here on the other I'm I'm there on the other side. Um, so I mean it was. You know, it was it was fun. It was a good experience all around. But yeah, I got I I definitely got grilled this week because I was previously in Miami. 
did you – you mentioned it's only two weeks, right? Like you, you probably still don't even know everybody's names yet, right? Like yeah. you're probably still introducing – and I don't want to make it seem like it's disparaging anybody else, but there's so much that's made about this organization and and how they do their business and how things are different here. And guys that play for a long time in other places will come here and say, you see guys that, that didn't even play the bulk of their career here, but they want to retire as Ravens. They want to associate mm-hmm. themselves. Do, do you start to get a feel at all, even in two weeks of, oh, I can understand why this place is a little bit, it's special, it's a little bit different than other places? Yeah, I mean, you can totally see it. I mean, you come in day to day and it's it's really just how they operate, right? It's a no BS type organization where we're, we're all in on football. We're all in every single day and everything we do has intention to it. Um, whether that's the lifts, whether that's the practices, whether that's the meeting rooms, whether that's the training room, everything that everybody does in this organization has intention behind it on why we're doing this. And that is something that I've seen and something that I've appreciated being here where it's like, okay, like these guys have a formula that they follow. And this formula has, you know, produced a very successful organization year in and year out. All right. So I regret the last time we chatted, I didn't even talk about it. You got engaged. Congratulations. Yes, I did. Thank uh, you very much. I think a lot of people are familiar with your fiance, um, a, a, a TV star. I, I don't know the background. I don't know the story. Like, is this a, a slide into the DM situation? Was this a friend of a friend? How did it happen? Yeah. I mean, so I uh, when I was out in L.A., I was uh I strained my hamstring, so I was on IR for a little bit. So I had a little extra time on my hands, and I did. I slid in her DM. Wow! And uh, we went out on a date, and one date turned into another date, and so on. And now we're engaged, dude. So, um, yeah, it was something that, like, you know, I I saw she was living in LA. I was playing for the Rams at that time, so it was, um, you know, kind of one of those things where I just, you know, shot my shot and. Didn't know if it'd go in or not. Ended up going in, and yeah, and you know, I, yeah, I am, uh, you know, super thankful she responded to me, and you know, I, I love the girl to death. She's she's an amazing person and somebody that I've really grown with over the last couple of years. Dude, this is an iconic story. Like this is an I. This is giving hope to like so many human beings. Now I get it. You're, you know, you're a professional athlete, and you're not like everybody else. It's like a living, but you grew up here. And now you just shot your shot. When you send that DM, are you thinking to yourself like, eh, whatever, she'll never respond, like all good? Or did you really? Yeah, Yeah. like, I mean, I was, you know, like, oh, like, you know, the odds of like her seeing like my DM are slim, you know, but she ended up seeing it, responding. And yeah, then we, you know, planned a date and just kind of went from there. Where was the first date? Uh, We went to the uh, Beverly Hills Hotel. Okay, that's nice. That's not bad. That's yeah, not bad. So, uh, yeah, she was living in Beverly Hills, and you know, I, I knew a couple people that were down in that area, and they uh, they pretty much recommended that place because they have like a little cafe, and we got like lunch, you know, got coffee and lunch, and um, you know, had a great great time. 
so I assume this means that you had watched the show that like you were there used to be like a Ravens player like Monday gathering to watch The Bachelor every week. That's a straight like Joe Flacco, Dennis Pitta, Justin Tucker. Those guys would get together every week. I'm assuming this means that you watched the show. You were a fan of the show. Uh, not really. To OK, that's OK. So this is wild. Yeah. Like, I mean, I honestly, I uh, I saw a TikTok of her. I thought she was really pretty. <laughs> And so I did it and I slid in my DMs or slid in her DMs. And, um, yeah, I mean, that was kind of it. Like I, I had known she was on the show, but like I was, I'm not like a huge bachelor fan. And like, you know, like we went on our first date and like, I didn't ask her about the show at all. Do that. Yeah. I bet that helps. Right. Like you're a fanboy. Yeah. That's going to be awkward. Yeah. So like, I mean, she even told me she was like, that was the first time nobody's asked me about the show. And like, I was like, you know, I kind of related it to like football with me. Like if every, if all people want to talk about is football in my life, like football is just a part of my life. Just like the show was a part of her life. Like I have a whole life outside of football that is more and more important to me than just my job. And that's, you know, kind of the same thing with her where it was like, Hey, like, you know, I, she really appreciated me not really talking about it. And, you know, and then we, you know, later on, as we, you know, started to date more and stuff like that, she opened up more about it. But, you know, when you first meet somebody, it's not, it's, you know, it was kind of like, Hey, like this is a known thing, but like, let's not talk about it. Let's get to know the actual person. It's been such a, so like my wife rides horses, right? Like that's her thing. Like we live on a horse farm. That's her deal. People ask all the time, like, do you do that? I'm like, nah, man, that's her world. And yeah. it's for it's for the best. Like, let her have her world. She's yeah. not like a big sports fan. I don't have to come home and have her be like, "Hey, are the Ravens gonna win on Sunday?" Like, we all understand. Like, we got our own worlds, and then yeah. we have our, our family, and it just works out for us spectacularly in that way. Like that, it couldn't be better yeah. in that way. Exactly. So, it. so the important stuff. Um, the uh, there are four teams, major college football teams, that have won three consecutive bowl games. One of them, of course, is the University of Maryland, proving those, the power. Those dirty turfs. That's right. Um, I, I, I get it. Like, you know, we, we wish they would have won a couple more games this year. It's, it, it seemed like there was a real opportunity. But how happy do you continue to be, like, about the trajectory and the fact that, like, they show up against, say, an Auburn? Like, that's kind of a big deal to yeah. make that statement. It's huge. And, I mean, I think it's huge in terms of how the – just how college football's changed in the last couple years where, you know, you have a new team essentially every single year with guys transferring guys, graduating guys, you know, opting out. Like you're, you're playing with a whole different team every single year. And for a lot of these bowl games, like that bowl game, like you're like, I mean, the amount of guys that opt out of the bowl games now, like, I mean, for Maryland to have, you know, some backup guys come in there, step up and win a bowl game against Auburn. I mean, it's huge. I mean, it's it's shows where like the program, in my opinion, is heading and will continue to head in year and year, year and year out. I think Loxley's just doing a good job at, you know, steering the ship in the right direction. And the guys are bought in or have bought in. And, you know, I, I really enjoy it. Throttled a starting quarterback. They, with with their as you mentioned, Maryland plays their backups quarterbacks. They throttle an SEC team with their starting quarterback. That is that is a yeah. statement. 
man. Yeah, exactly. It's a statement. And then, of course, the Sunday or uh, the Saturday, sorry, Raven Steelers. This will be your first taste of Raven Steelers. I'm imagining you've watched plenty of them over the years. And I'm also imagining that, like, no matter who's playing and maybe this is the day for like the Jake Funk 300 yard game right on Saturday. <laughs> um, it'll be exciting to be a part of this. And I'm going to guess that none of you guys are thinking about like, ah, this isn't that big of a deal. We're not like, I'm going to guess that you guys are going out there and like the goal remains that you want to win this game on Saturday. Yeah, of course. I mean, you want to win every week. doesn't matter who's playing. doesn't matter who you're playing against. You want to win every week. It's that's how this league is. Um, so, I mean, we're going in there, you know, taking it the, the same way we took last week. We're preparing the same way. We're doing everything the same way. And, um, you know, we're going to go out there and put the best product on the field that we can possibly put out there and, you know, hopefully come out with a win. He is Jake Funk. Jake, what can I plug for you, brother? With social media, where can everybody be giving you a follow? Um, at Jake Funk 34 on all platforms. Dude, this is such a cool. I, I like. I I can't get over it. You know, yeah, I'm a fan of yours, and and I've always wherever you I are, it. I you appreciate know, it. You know that we'd be following and rooting for you. We're really glad that it's this side and not the other side of Saturday's game because that would make it awkward. Um, but we can't wait to see what's next, man. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes to, for us. Happy New Year, and go get him in the postseason. I, I appreciate you having me. Happy New Year, Glenn. That's Jake Funk, of course, uh, now a Baltimore Raven. I appreciate him taking the time for us, the pride of Damascus sort and of. Maryland. What is your deal? Like, imagine someone coming over to Drew's Morning Dish and the things that you're doing and just lighting them on fire. Imagine that. What is your, what's up with you? I'm emotionally, I'm just emotionally spent over this whole thing. What, what, oh God, I, Hang on a second. Before we go wherever we're about to go, a quick reminder that even though we're into 2024, the code remains the same. It's Glenn Clark 23. The song remains the same. Thank you. When you sign up, it's Superbook. Use that code, Glenn Clark 23. You'll receive up to $250 in a same day first bet match, win or lose. Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app. Use that code, Glenn Clark 23, when you sign up. The number currently sits at three and a half. Steelers favored by three and a half points on Saturday. Still don't really know what the Ravens' plans are, but that number came down from four. I loved it at four. I don't know yet how I feel at three and a half. We'll uh, think about that a little bit more the next couple of days. But uh, Superbook.com or the Superbook app. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Dylan Strom failing to score again last night when I had Wilson and Ovechkin. Didn't they win? Yeah, but I, I don't yeah, even you, care about you that don't anymore. Care about that, right. You only care about the fact that you're – you know, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit helpmygamblingproblem.org. All of a sudden now Dylan Strom can't score, but this Mallinston guy can. Does it matter? Or are they? It mattered last night. 20 to win 178 or whatever it was. Yeah, it this mattered. Is, this is what you're doing with your days. This is. No, I'm not doing that with my days. I'm doing it with, with nights, my nights. It. I, but I'm just a, I'm a wreck about this. I, I, and I don't know why they don't put them all three in at the same time. Soundgarden. Stone Temple Pilots You're still thinking and about the Rock and Hall of Fame. You're it's still thinking driving about me it. insane. I don't blame you. They put this year's induction ceremony up on Hulu, and I watched this year's induction ceremony. Then it was on Disney Plus live. And It'll I never it. be better than when Rush went in, and Alex Lifeson went blah 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 Who, blah, some, blah for somebody, fifteen minutes. Somebody wouldn't show up for the induction ceremony and like sent a letter that was about as scathing as you could ever possibly and had someone read it as they were going in. Like, I don't remember who that was. I wish I could remember but who I it remember was. But I remember the Alex Lyson thing. 
It's not bad. Blah blah blah. It's not blah, blah, blah blah. You're still blah, blah, you're, blah. you're still working. But I'm up. really th- this has got to be fixed. It's not good. We're not going to. It's got to be fixed. We're I not mean, disagree I, about I, that. I, I, I wrote but about like, it today. Someone named Darlene. Who's Darlene? Is it Love? Don't. You're not going to disparage Darlene Love. She's dog. terrible. No, she isn't. That's the dumbest thing you're going to say. In How years. is she in and Soundgarden Dar- isn't? Darlene Love is a genius. You're, you're oh, fighting the please. wrong fight. Darlene Love is about as brilliant a vocalist as we've ever experienced. Name two songs. I, I actually can, but she's known mostly for her Christmas songs. Right. <laughs> That's what you, oh my God! That's um, was, why don't we put Charlie Brown and Lo- Lucy in there too? Well, if the Charlie, they sang Christmas, if Charlie song. Brown and Lucy could sing like that, then they would. Lord, they would. Is Sharon Jones in there Sharon, and the Doo Wops, the Dap Kings, Dap Kings. What, what? Who are you? I'm just so angry about the Soundgarden, Stone Temple Pilots, Warren Zevon thing. I just can't get over it. Okay. Anything else? Can I? Can I'm I? I'm good. I'll see you next week. All right. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> you stopping by. How about your Terps though? Uh, yeah, it's tough. Real tough. Man. By the way, Brian Powell tells me it was the Sex Pistols that they got inducted and they wouldn't go and they just Oh, God, Brian like, Powell knows everything. He does. He's on top of things for us. Is he not that. does he not the old mill guy, is he? Uh yeah, he's a yeah, he's he's he went to Old Mill? Right? I don't think so. I think he's just Anne Arundel County centric. He is the very Anne Arundel County centric. That I don't part think is he went to Old Mill. Country. He's way too smart for Old Mill. All right. Anything? If he's if Brian Powell went to Old Mill, did it's only pre- because his aunt didn't live in the district where he could have go to Glen Burnie. Did you prepare anything else, or can I get to what I prepared? Did you have anything else that you wanted? I to I mean, if you to? want to talk about um, whether or not Lamar should play or not, I'll dive into that. But it'll take about eight seconds for me to to say no and then move on. Correct. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know how you feel if Lamar Jackson plays uh, one down okay. on Sunday. I, all right, John is insane. I said this, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna back off from it. Lamar, did you watch the whole game on Sunday, or at some point did you sort of start checking out? No, no, no. I mean, I, I watched it. The last three quarters were white noise did after I knew we were going to win. Did you Charles Davis talking about their conversation with Lamar? Because he referenced Probably not. that, like, in their production meeting last week, Lamar brought up 2019 and said, admittedly, he thought that it did impact them. Like, that the fact that... He they didn't play at all. They didn't play any of the guys in the final week of the season. Then had he said those things? Well, he's wrong. And so, I mean, you have no idea. He's wrong. You, 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 there is no possible way that Lamar Jackson playing two series this Sunday in any way, shape, or form will impact him on January twenty first. There's um, just no way. I don't. I mean, come on. We're just I'm, saying things. No, saying. we're not just That's saying you things. You're just saying things. We're afraid to say we're afraid to say these things because we hold these athletes and coaches in like this incredibly high regard. Which, I, I think frankly, if you said it a different way. Athletically, I think if you said it that it shouldn't affect him, I would agree it, with it, that. It shouldn't affect him at all. It doesn't affect anybody. You now you come on. Now you're just saying things again. Uh, but just it, going back, there's that. just no way you can convince me that you can play two series. On January on January the seventh and on January the twenty first, that has any way at all of making or breaking you. I don't come on. I don't think it should. I don't think it should. There's just no way. But, but this is this is just a different place that I'm at. I have so much trust and faith in that young man at this moment that if he said to them, "I'd really like to do that. I'd really like to go through." No, the week, we would like you to too. But no, I understand what you're saying. I. I you're not going to let My daughter him likes go some kid at Loyola. I told her oh, no. Oh? Oh? Sometimes you got to just say no. How's that going? 
Well, it ain't going well for him. No. Boy, he, he came knocking. A, I said, well, "Not with that hat on." What a monster! I said, "There's an L on your head you feel, for you." Feel good about I yourself. I said, "There's an L on your hat for a reason." A loser. <laughs> if that's what he wants to do, I'd be inclined to listen to him. But, no, but I am mostly inclined to agree with you that it is not necessary and that it shouldn't be necessary. And what I would say, and we talked about this with Evan yesterday. The idea, if you if he really just wanted to say, hey, I want to go through a week, I want to ramp up this week like I'm playing, I want to go through, I think that would be beneficial. To spend a week practicing and preparing for a football game instead of spending two weeks not doing anything particularly football-related. I do think that there would be some benefit to that. So I would be inclined okay. to think that's what they should I do am. this week. And then but, if your argument is, well, he could get hurt in practice as easily as he could in the game. But there's some... But, like, but, but the answer to that's no. I... He, the answer is he he could get hurt and practice in the same way he could get hurt walking across the street to go get well, a sandwich. And do we sandwich. just never practice? And, and that's no, no, the point. No, do we saying, just never practice if, again? But if you want to practice right. as if you're playing in the game, and then on Sunday we go, oops, sorry, you're not. Well, okay. But there's just no logic at all to convincing anyone that if you don't play on Sunday, you're not going to be nearly as effective two weeks later. They're playing on Saturday. Um, oh, yes, yeah, Saturday. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing to be said for that. There just isn't. Tom and, Brady. It, and it's a and it's a and it's a total. I get it. Like what I know what we're doing in the in the bizarre off chance that something goes sideways that weekend. You know we're going to have to have an excuse of some sort, and it'll always go back to the coaches. If if Lamar play and you know if you guys want to go over for the ceremony today, they're doing it over there at noon at this football stadium. They're picking Nick Chubb's knee off the ground. Okay, right. it, 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 there's just it's no way. Brad, at, Bradley Chubb. I mean Bradley Chubb. Same thing. He's a got a, He's a Chubb. Um, <clears throat> there's just no way what? that you let him play. Just, it doesn't make any sense. I, and again, if he played and got hurt, he, yeah, fire he, the coach. If he doesn't play and they get beat twenty-four to twenty-one in two weeks because you know football happened. Fire the coach. Like, there's just I, I think nothing. It's, I think it's weird how worked up you are about it. I don't well, think I'm not worked up about you, it unless he plays. If he plays, then I'm going to be worked up. I think it's weird that you would even be worked up about that. Look, if he played for three quarters, I think that would be crazy. If he was out there doing real football things, that would be nuts. If they said, he's going out there, he's going to hand the ball off a couple times, it's just to go through the motions and act like it's a game day and warm up in the whole thing, and he's going to hand the ball off a couple of times, and that's all that is, I, I don't think it's necessary. It's not something that I would do, but it ain't going to hurt either. Like, it's just not that big of a deal. It's not something that I would be worked up about. Again, there is something. If he was out, if they were out there really like hell bent on winning this football game and, and doing things in heat, I think that would be nuts. But anything besides that, I, I, I just don't care much either way. All I, I know is if he plays and gets hurt, the season's over. I agree with that. <laughs> like, but if he had played he and gotten he hurt he last week, the but season he, was he, over. He ain't getting hurt on sidelines. Probably not. I certainly hope not. I'm sure there is some example of someone somewhere at some point that got hurt on the sidelines. Didn't somebody? Didn't is. one of the coaches tear their ACL this year? Got run over and tore his ACL. Who oh was that? yeah. Who was that? Somebody got run over I and do blew his knee out or right? something. I don't know. Oh, man. Anyway, whatever. Um, I mean, if they play him, they're insane. Okay, well, that's not. Whatever. Again, you're talking about one of the five most valuable players in the entire I, league. I, one of the five. 
Well, one of the. I mean, yeah, he's, he's going to win the most valuable uh, player. Okay, but I'm talking about. You're talking about one of the five most valuable players in the entire league. I'm not talking about an award. I'm talking about without this guy. Dot dot dot. We ain't doing this jack. Gen- this is an interesting question. Who do you think? Not just who's going to win the MVP award because that's over. That's done. That's locked up. Looks like it. It's it's done. You couldn't sell a ticket for anybody else for uh, one penny. I mean, I would say don't be. You know, don't don't ever. Don't ever discount these creeps that vote for it. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. I mean, just it, be careful. It's fine. If I wouldn't say it's if, over. If you're holding a ticket for anyone else to win MVP. Well, McCaffrey could be the MVP. You, no, he can't. You can't. Uh, okay. You're not getting anything for that ticket. It, no, no, no. I have a, I, it's not about gambling. Now listen to you now, yeah. Mr. Gambler. I'm just saying don't discount these goofs that vote. Yeah. I mean, Go ahead. Uh, anyway, separate it from the, M- the MVP award because I am interested in you saying he's one of the top five. Genuinely tell me, who do you think is more or even at that level of valuable to their team that Lamar is to the Baltimore Ravens? Um, well, for sure, Mahomes of Kansas City, if they have a scrub quarterback, they they, they win three games. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they may not win another – well, I don't know. Okay, but in fairness, if any team had a scrub quarterback, they uh, would win Okay, three. but you're saying that – Some I know teams have scrub quarterbacks in their, and they have seven wins. Kansas City without him is dead. Some teams have no quarterback and they've somehow patched together seven wins. I don't know how. They have. Um, and I would say the same thing for the kid in Buffalo. Like, without without him, they're done. All, all, for his warts, and they all have a wart of some mm-hmm. sort. All these quarterbacks have a wart. But for all the things that – the little blemishes of him, and he turns it over a lot, like, without that kid, they're finished. I would say, you know, I think positionally Aaron Donald is the guy that without without them – Without him, yeah, I don't know. I think we've and, seen and over and over time, right? Now, today, he may be in the November of his career, right? For sure. I don't know that you could ever argue that he was as valuable as those others because I I would agree with you about Mahomes now. Well, I was talking I said, again. I, was, I said positionally, like if you but removed him away from their defense, they are going. They go from a good defense to. A terrible but defense. Ironically, well, defense. They weren't always a very good But they weren't very good even, this year, for sure. They were definitely um, good this year. And, you know, for if you look at his numbers this year, and I'm a little surprised he hasn't had more push given who he plays for, I, I think Prescott, without him, they're done. I don't know. I think we've seen them survive without Dak Prescott a few but times. But they have 11 wins. I mean, they have a they have a legitimate – somebody asked me yesterday who who's going to the Super Bowl in the NFC. I'm like, well, I guess the 49ers. And then this person – Laid in, not laid into me, but this person made this huge case for Dallas, and I'm like, I don't know, because yeah, I, I don't follow the NFC that much. But okay, I hear you. Well, Go Dal- give me all the, the numbers. The Dallas story has so regularly been the same thing. They so rarely actually win games right. when they matter. That like there's, right, right. there's I mean, no they, way for them to even. When's the last time they got to the NFC Championship game? That when they during the Super Bowl runs, they haven't been back to the NFC. Yeah, I don't Championship think so either. Since then. I don't think so either. No, the Barry Switzer year was the last time they made the NFC. I'll Champions tell you the one team I would say that I would be. This is now off topic, but I would, I would say the one team to really be concerned about in the NFC is the Rams. Oh, I. That's... They're the one team they could definitely get their chakras in line, and go to Detroit and win. Obviously, because I, I, I like the Lions. I like their coach. I think what happened the other night was a travesty. I also do agree, in a backhanded way. I do agree a little bit with what Florio said, which I can't believe, which is that the, the, they they created a little bit of this themselves. The referees definitely didn't get this thing right. There's no question they about it. They bungled it. No doubt about it. And it's laughable but that I, they're trying to say, 
well, you know, you were trying to do something confusing, so it's on you. Uh, get, no, get it's the, not. It's, it's not. It's not on them. them but it, it does contribute to it that it, it was such a weird thing. But anyway, I, I, the I like the Lions and I like their coach and I like the ballsy call the other night. And I would would you do that I, if it was a playoff game? Go for two, yeah, like that. But I, I don't know, man. It's it's oh, Alabama would disagree with this. I think you have a really good chance of picking up two and a half yards there, two yards. Like I, I, I'm not I don't know. That. I'm not doing it in a playoff. I, game. I guess I wouldn't I'm either. Not. I guess I wouldn't either. But I, I, again, I also say part of what goes into it is: are you home? Are you away? You know, I'm saying everything the, is everything else is the exact same. You're in Dallas playing a playoff game. You go down the field after they gift you an extra forty seconds. To get back into the game by insanely or throwing the football right. at the end of the game. Right, right, right. They gift you. That I would say probably not. And, There's no and, way. And I don't. Yeah, I would say probably not because you, you, all you're trying to do in all of these circumstances is always just prolong your chances, right? Because if you kick it and you're going to overtime, for all you know, the Cowboys might fumble the, the kickoff. It's you, a fact. you have no, you have no way of knowing, right? It's a fact. So, um, so anyway, I want to go back though. I, I like the Lions. I don't think they're a paper tiger, no pun intended. I, I think they have a good team. I I, I, I also think, think this, and I say the same thing about the Browns. They're they're still the Lions until they until they prove otherwise. I, and I they and just as, are. As and I think the Rams it, could go in there right. and beat them. And then the next weekend, and I don't know how it all is going to shape up, but the Rams could go to San Francisco and beat the 49ers. So the Rams could be very dangerous. So there is a there's a prop. They can score points. There's a prop that's floating around this week. What's a prop? Uh, it's a, like you act like you don't know. That's that's adorable. That's adorable. It's floating around. A, chew gum. It's from the circa. Okay. And it is the Ravens or the Cowboys. Sorry, the Ravens or the 49ers to win the Super Bowl at the exact same odds anyone else to win the Super Bowl. And what are the odds? Minus 115. So you're getting minus one fifteen no matter what. No matter what, the Ravens. It's, so it's you bet the Ravens. So if the Ravens, it's, and the a, four- it's a yes or no prop. So this gotcha, is gotcha. Um, this is from our so the Ravens the, Niners or the field. The, the Circa is doing this. The, it's the Ravens or the 49ers to win the Super Bowl at minus one minus one fifteen. Yes or no. So you're essentially getting the field by picking no. So you get twelve teams. Yes, you get everybody else in the playoffs. All right, you get twelve, but you only really get six, right? Because you don't because Jacksonville's really not winning. Don't think so. Houston's not winning. Indianapolis, Indianapolis isn't winning. Uh, Green Bay not winning. The NFC South team not winning. There's six teams that could win. By the way, you're, I think you're right about Houston. But if you told me there's one goofy team that has some playoff run in them that we've just kind of forgotten about because C.J. Stroud was hurt for a couple of weeks and we forgot that they were trending in a direction that was pretty dynamic. That Houston, I don't think so. I don't think it's going to happen. Right. But I think Houston's a little bit better than those other teams that you're referencing. Yeah, okay, I'd put them at number one of all of the other bad teams. Sure. Right. Well, I don't. Not bad. Not but you bad. know what I mean. Right. Um, if you said to me, "Gun to my head, take that bet, make that bet," I'd bet the twelve. Just because it like, seems like you're getting. Yeah, I mean, you got twelve teams, and or I, the other way, you I, got two. I did say this because this, and this by the is, way, it says to win the Super Bowl. So if the 49ers get ousted, and then the Ravens go to the Super Bowl and get beat, you still lose. Correct. That's yeah. a fact. I mean, so 
I understand where you're coming from a betting perspective. I think the I'm telling you, man. I think the Rams the, are the one dangerous team. I can't believe you and I are agreeing about this. So this was sent to me. My friend Aaron Oster is the PR director at the Circa, and he sent me this, and I said back, "Boy, that's juicy. No other NFC teams really feel like they're even in play. Maybe the Rams." That's what I said back. And then I was on Veasan, which of course they do from the Circa. I was on there yesterday morning, and they brought this up to me as well. And I said, I. I got to be honest with you. You tell me I have to make this bet one way or the other. I also I'm, I'm think betting it, the Ravens of the 49ers. I also oh you are. Okay. I, am. I also think it shakes out this weekend is critical too. I think Philly is still dangerous if they're home. I know they had I know they threw up all over themselves last week, but I think at home they're still dangerous. Um it's just going to I think it's just going to depend on how this shakes out in the NFC. I just don't follow it all that. Man, but like here's the weird thing. I don't know that I can believe Green Philly's Bay and still Atlanta dangerous. could both be in the playoffs at 8 and 9. Uh both they, of them. They could, but it's extraordinarily unlikely. But they could re- both get in. But it requires the Carolina Panthers winning a game. Correct. And, like counting on that but, is But a okay, bit, but nobody thought top. nobody thought the Cardinals were going to Philly and winning. I understand that. The, the Carolina Panthers are a special kind of incompetent. But they're at home too, right? I understand yeah. that. Okay. That's that's not great. Their owner might be throwing things at everyone. That was kind of a joke yesterday, too. What? The fine or the... The fine. I mean, this is what's wrong with our country. Oh, boy. I can't... This whenever is, Drew starts a sentence this way, I, this I can't is what's wait wrong to with find our out country. where we're going. Please, we're, by all means. We're just throwing around... They, they did this to Kobe the one year when Kobe called the referee up. I don't even want to say it. We're on the internet, but... I don't remember what they fined Kobe, and I want to say it was something like that—two hundred and fifty grand. This money that we do this with is insane. It's stupid. That's life-changing money to somebody. To somebody, just give it to someone. Just go go to, in the phone book and pick a name out and say, "Go give this three hundred grand to Glenn I'm Clark." I'm confused about what you're. I'm, I'm all for that, but what are you angry? Are you angry? I just that think they, that the amount of money the, this league fines people—it's. It's asinine. Okay, but how? It's embarrassing. David Tepper is a billionaire. I, 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 if you don't find him three hundred thousand, by the way, most the I don't response even from, think he. It, it isn't even about that. That is part of the problem. The part it, of the problem isn't is even about that, that. Even a three hundred thousand dollar fine, he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't give a rat's ass. I don't care. I, I, I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he cares. I think he probably does. It's three hundred grand. I think he called Roger Goodell and said, "Are you insane?" Finding me and, that kind of and money? Roger Goodell said, dude, are you insane? Oh, please. He threw a cup of ice water on somebody. You're the owner of a football oh. team. You can't Have do Have you seen that. them play? I understand. <laughs> the bigger question is why are you choosing to spend you, your time that have way? Have you seen the Your Panthers? argument being that, I'd be like, throwing water you, at people you, too. you deserve punishment if you've cho- chosen to, to spend your money on the Carolina Panthers. Man. I'll listen to any of that. But, but it's but. just stupid. But anyway. Um, I don't back know, to gambling. I still, I'm still so confused about what part of it you're angry at. It's just too much money. Why? So what should they do? Instead of finding him, should they ban him? No, I I, I think if you're going to You just to think try it's okay that the owner of a football team is throwing drinks at people? I think he's human, and we all do stupid stuff when and, we get and so mad. Is that the way that it works but, now? If you get mad, no, they, they, there's no consequences? You're, we make up, no, but this is... The, the 300 grand doesn't mesh with what he did. It's not like he dropped his drawers and exposed himself. I, like, come on. So, again, what is your I, I, answer? I'm, I'm, I'm coming up with one. I don't know. I'd say dock him a draft pick, but they don't have any. Um, <laughs> That's true. You're going to go 2-15, and 15, and the good news is at least you don't have the number one pick in the draft either. I don't God. Know. 
I don't know. But if you want to, if you want to take their, I can sixth, certainly understand why that guy's on edge. If you want to like, take their fifth or sixth round pick from him for that, knock yourself out. I, I think that this is just what I just don't like the idea. I think that's that tr- we find these athletes and these people this kind of money, and it's just throwaway. It's, I, I, I hate it when they did it to Kobe. To this is so weird to me. I don't. I'm still confused as to what you're saying. It's just too much money. That that kind of money shouldn't just. But be, it's not to this guy. Yeah, but give it to someone. Or give it to a, give it to helping on mission. I'm with you, and that's what they do with fine money. Well, they, they, they give, give it, to it to their. They put it in their player something fund. Yeah, I just don't like it. It's very weird. Man. I don't care if this it's weird, weird or not. I think it's, it's stupid weird to find to be... someone three hundred thousand dollars. Okay, so you it's would stupid. rather you would rather everyone involved in the organization get punished. For it's the his actions. organization. He owns right, it. But sure, everyone else should get punished sure. for what he did. He owns it. Just him getting punished. He owns it. And, and right, you but, want to stop going two and fifteen? Don't give your draft picks away. I mean, maybe use your first overall pick on an actual football player. And well, I'm sorry, price, but you know. I just think it's stupid. It's very weird. Anyway, let's go back to gambling. Sure. So you're not betting. You're not taking the 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 Ravens and the Forty ers I think I I just think if if I were gambling on it. So I, tell me right now, who's who's what's the Super? I think the Raven. I think it's going to be the Ravens and the Rams. And you don't think the Ravens would win that game? Nah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I do. So then no, why wouldn't you take I, no, the bet? Uh, uh, because I'm because I want the other twelve teams. Right. But you're going to lose that bet if the way it goes the way you think well, it's going to go. You know how this works, right? I did this a couple weeks ago with the Caps. You take the other twelve, and that way you're happy no yeah, matter right. what happens. It's the, it's the whole. It's you're hedging. You're emotionally hedging. Right. You're emotionally hedging. <laughs> right. I want my team to win, but I'm going to bet on the but other. If teams. they don't, I'm that good. Way, one way or the other, <laughs> I'm walking out of here. And well, I'm there right. is some there is some truth to that for what's, sure. Uh, what's going on with your Terps? What's going on with them? I don't know, man. Bad. I, I, very bad. They can't hit a they shot. They just don't. Yeah, I mean, they. Here's what I would say. It's kind of tough to judge them, and I'm not saying we are, but it's tough to judge them on last night, right? In totality, I mean, I because they just don't have anything to compete against that kid. They're they're going to lo- they played them ten times. They're losing all ten. Well, except for when they beat him last year. Yeah, but this is different. This is different. They had a real. They, they had some real players. They, well, what are you even talking? Say, about? I shouldn't even say that. It. I don't didn't. Even, I think right. I. Well, they they were better last year. That this is the, that's you, the bizarre the thing. The thing that you're struggling with is it really is the thing. That's and, the bizarre. And nobody thing. really cares. Hakeem Hart couldn't have been that important. He wasn't. That Martinez kid. Yeah. Now I will say this: of the kids they lost, that's the one guy that well, I he think could, he could make a shot. Right, and and I think he was a good team player. But but this is this um, is terrible. This is embarrassing. Yeah. Dante Scott stinks. He. I don't know what has happened stinks. to him. Stinks like. I hate saying he, that. He, yeah, I hate is. being the guy that comes I after know. someone. Like it, that guy. Once upon a time, we looked at that guy and said he might be on his way to being an NBA player. He's yeah, awful. It's weird. Awful. Now, I guess this is here's the the. It is way too early to say this, right? Because so go you, ahead and say have, it anyway. No, but you have to give up because you you know I'm not gonna I'm not a coach basher at all. It it's way too early to say this. How how much of this is on him? As it not the X's and O's because again last night they're not beating that team last night. I don't care if you got six guys on the court, they're still beating you by four. How much of this though is is on him as it relates to getting basketball players and 
in whatever way, shape, or form, he puts the team I, together. I think the relevant complaint has been roster construction. Because here, listen, l- listen to me. If they and I, it was Penn State, right? Were they one and two in the conference? Yeah, that's yeah. the only yeah. the only game they won it in overtime. And they played against some who who beat them. Indiana, Indiana beat them, yeah. right? So it's one thing if they're three and zero, even if they're three and zero against the doormats of the conference. And although they're a doormat, but it's one thing if they're three and zero. And last night is one of those, like we do with Maryland football every year when Penn State comes in and we go, "This is the year." And then it's fifty-four to ten. It's one thing if last night it was three and zero and the place is hopping and it's a yellow out and everybody's crazy and then they get beat, sixty-four to fifty or whatever it was. It's one thing if that happens. It's another thing entirely. They, they could have lost by thirty points last night. It, it, if they don't sit that kid out for ten minutes out of the forty, they would have lost. They'd have lost by whatever Purdue wanted to beat them by. I think. I would say let's not judge him on last night because I I just think they were always going to lose well, that game. I don't. But I don't, other than that, everything that's, else you've that's, seen that's the problem. Everything else you've seen there. It wasn't there's an nothing to be. There's nothing to be excited about. They can't hit a shot. Yeah, it's bizarre. They can't shoot. It's bizarre. They don't have the ability. It's. I, I said this to somebody last night. Uh, we were talking about it during the game when they were losing by 20 at the half or whatever it was. I said, this is just like putting in golf. It's just like putting. It is. You're, you're either a really good putter or you're not. And if you're a good putter, that means that there will be days when you are a bad putter. Really good putters almost never have terrible days putting. Good putters... I'm a good putter, but I have days where I putt terrible. Okay. If I were a really good putter, I wouldn't have those kind of days. Okay. And and it's – Denny McCarthy is a great example on the PGA Tour. He putts great every time. Right. He just – because he's a great putter. Like these kids that can't shoot, it's not getting fixed. Nope. They're, they're not they're good not, shooters. They can't. They're, they're bad. And they're I, not – You are, can go throw – You can go shoot. Then, every now and then there's a guy who goes from a freshman that can't shoot to by the senior year – they become a pretty good shooter. And by the way, for what it's worth, LeBron James was Who not was a great shooter. Who was the kid that we had two years ago from NBA. Rhode Island that was around Fats for Russell. a year or two? Right. Was he yeah. there one year or two years? I think he was only one year. One year? I think he was just one and, year. And Maybe he was two. Last year, he was not on the team. It was the year before he was on yeah. the team, right? I, he He's an example of a kid that as the course of the season went on, maybe the data would tell me I'm wrong on this, but I, I think I'm right based on my memory. He was a kid that at the beginning of the year didn't shoot very well, and all of a sudden by the end of the year, he was a pretty good player. And I don't know how that happened. I don't know what happened. I guess that would have been Turgeon's last that, year. No, that was, that was tur- the year Turgeon quit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It was his last year, right? Maybe Danny Manning unlocked something in yeah. him. I don't remember. But I'm, I agree with you. I, I don't think it's – you're not a – if you're not a good shooter as a sophomore, you're probably not going to be a good shooter when you're a senior. Typically doesn't work that yeah. way. They are they are bad, man. It's and I it, and, and I'm not by no means am I saying they hired the wrong guy because it, it, you have no idea. But they better hope they didn't hire the wrong guy because if they hired the wrong guy, they they got him for seven years. I mean, they're not going to yeah, fire him I, this year. Yeah, but it's, like it's way too early. Right, to be that's what I'm that saying. But you got to. But, but you better hope you didn't hire the wrong guy. Like a year ago, this is dreadful. It, there was a lot of excitement about it. This is what you're doing when you hey, had Kev, no. Bad news for you. Yeah. Maryland football's better than you. That's not that is not a good sign. Not a good sign. All right. Uh, just Drew, beat Auburn. Drew that's fact. Drew Forrester is here. With some uh, kid has never played before. That's correct. Well, he's played. 
Billy Edwards has played a handful of games before, so it's not like he'd never played. Never played the Music City Bowl. That's true. The historic... Auburn was so funny. Did you see the looks on her face during the game? What the hell? Auburn's like... We... They absolutely we... just assume they show up. Are we up, losing to Maryland? Right? Like, you show up, we're Auburn, they're right. Maryland. This right. is the way that it goes. Right. They're like, what the hell is that? There's no Big Ten team. Right. Uh, Griffin, let's go on... games the other night, by the way. Can we just... Yeah, they were good. Can we Can we do a read? Is... Am I allowed to pay some bills? I. Well, somebody's got to pay me. Thank you. Griffin, can you tell everybody nice what's going? Three years. Can you tell the everybody green, what's going on in the Green Turtle? The Green Turtle has something pretty cool going on right now because if you didn't know, uh, the Green Turtle just added sports betting, and now every Thursday at the Green Turtle Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton, they're offering you a free ten dollar bet on on uh, whatever you want. You can use it on well, I guess you can't use it on football anymore, but uh, but you can use it on co- some college basketball or uh, whatever else is on. Uh, when you experience the ultimate destination for game day excitement, great food, and live in-person betting. So go check out the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton. Go pick up your free bet, make some money while enjoying some food and uh, and sports. Uh, good. Free $10 bet every Thursday at the Green Turtle Sportsbooks. All right, when we come back in, we'll play Would You Rather Wednesday, and then Cameron Wolf from the NFL Network will join us. Drew's, Drew's here for better or for worse. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on. Where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat. The Costas Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding, and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of specials Monday through Friday. And the staples of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fantastic. Fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasIn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your steamed crab orders. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria? A.J. Michaels. Heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, AJMichaels.com. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. The latest edition of PressBox is available now, and it's our very special annual best of issue. On the cover, we celebrate Orioles manager Brandon Hyde as our Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, and the Orioles as our Team of the Year. With Stan the Fan Charles and Glenn Clark sitting down with Hyde to discuss his role in creating the culture that defined the Orioles' magic season. Also inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of 2023. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Ravens, Terps, and O's at PressBoxOnline.com. 
Hey Ravens fans, looking for the perfect new game day brew? Get a Guilford, Baltimore's finest craft beer during the next home game at the bank. That's not all. Gather your flock next home game and check out Guilford Hall Brewery's brand new bar, The Gilly Nest, located near Section 505. No tickets? No problem. Enjoy all Ravens games all season long at our restaurant and brewery in Station North. Guilford Hall Brewery, European tradition, Baltimore charm. Sure, Glenn may be in his 40s now, but he looks just as good as he ever has, and he's still as sharp as he ever was. And I say both those things without even a shred of irony. Find out for yourself right now by watching the show at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports or YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Let's play Would You Rather Wednesday. Would You Rather Wednesday. We are, I think we're going to be transitioning sponsors of Would You Rather Wednesday here in a couple weeks. So we're just doing an exhibition version of Would You Rather Wednesday this week just for the love of the game. Would You Rather. It's a great movie, man. For the love of the game. That was a great movie. Was it? Yeah. I thought it was okay. I really liked it. It was a hell of a story. What, the, what was his name? Billy what was Chappell. It? Chappell. That's exactly what it was. Billy Chappell. I mean, All right. Kevin Costner. Yeah. Kevin Costner doing a baseball movie. Like, I mean, I, I get it. That's a perfect game. I remember thinking it was okay. You threw a perfect game. I, I remember. With nothing. I remember. Right. He was like 40. Here's Jamie right. Moyer. Yeah. Okay. So anyway. A better looking version of Jamie Moyer. Here's that was our breakdown of for the love of the game. I think it's called for the love of game. I thought it was for the love of the game. I don't think so. It is for the love of the game. What? It is. It's no. It's for love of the game. For love of the game. Yeah. For, for love, love of, the of the game. Not for the love of the game. Oh yeah. yeah. For love of the game is it, stupid. Isn't it it weird? should have been for the love of the game. Right. Yeah. That's a stupid name. I don't know what right. that's all about. Well, it's really dumb. Well, it's about love, right? I think that's the. But, well, like the, but whenever the you say story, something, you say he plays for, for the for love the of the love game. of the game. Not maybe that's what the, the point the is. Game. They wanted maybe they wanted the love story to like be more stupid. prevalent than it was. Stupid. <laughs> stupid. Why are we talking? What are we back doing? out of this one? I don't think you. What are, what are we doing? What I mean, what is, what is this? What happened? To us? I, I just we're doing a, a we're doing a deep dive. I today. thought you and I were doing a whole thing on Ted Lasso. What happened to that? Doing a thing on it? What do you mean doing a thing? We on were, were going to do a whole show just dedicated to the whole. We can do that. I'm not opposed to that at all. I mean, probably not in the throes of Ravens season. If we want to wait till we're going to do it, this is a good. We want to wait till February because Maryland basketball stinks. <laughs> Once football season, what was season the weirdest over, angle of Ted? Was it the the, uh, the 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 lesbian whatever it was between those two that came out of nowhere? Was you it don't, you Zala? Don't watch, you don't Zafa? watch. You don't want. What was the guy's name? Yeah. Zafa? and then he just went goes away. He's gone. He was just gone. I kept thinking to myself like he's obviously coming back. He's always. A, Zaza, Zava, Zava, Zava. Here's the one, the one thing in the in the show that I thought was going to be huge and never materialized was the African American girl, schoolgirl, that he befriended at the beginning of the the year. Okay, remember her? And she was playing in the park. Yeah, and then she saw him a couple times, like in the in the town, and had a soccer ball in her hand, and like I, I always thought. Somehow. She was going to play a role in yeah. whatever. Yeah, and she just kind of disappeared too. It's very weird. It was very weird. You um, do you you've never watched the show Fargo? I'm guessing. No, I mean, is it anything about the movie? Well, it's it, it's it's the idea. It's it's like the spirit of the movie. Like they they do a new story every year. Every okay. season, the story changes. And like the last the movie was remarkable. Well, the movie's one of the great movies ever. No doubt. Um, the the last season of Fargo stunk, but this season, okay, Keely, uh, Juno Temple. Plays oh, the lead oh, okay. in this season of Fargo. Okay, and with it's, good it's, teeth or bad teeth? Uh, with good teeth, it's her okay. and John Hamm, 
And like her Minnesota charm, it, she is. It, it's, okay. She's unbelievable. Okay. She's unbelievable okay. in this season. Of we, don't get, we don't get to see Jamie Tart, do we? No Jamie Tart, unfortunately. Oh, it's man. a real. Sh- I, no, we don't know yet. That's a good point. <laughs> season's not over. That's a great All point. Right. Griffin. Season's not. What's over. his name? Jamie Tart's name? Fred. Uh, no, it's not Fred. It's not. Brett Goldstein is um. Yeah, is Roy. Roy. Yeah. Jamie Tart. Jamie Tart. What's his name? Phil Dunster. Oh, Phil Dunster. Phil Dunster. All right, here's a great show, man. I agree. I don't know what we're doing. I don't man. know where else they could have gone with it because they got they did too much in three years. But well, I, isn't what the isn't the word that they they're gonna do a Richmond show without Ted? Is that isn't, true? I thought I, that was the deal. I don't know why. I thought what's do it without Ted? Um, I think they created some pretty compelling characters that you'd be. I hope that assistant watch. coach is gone. Which one? That dude was terrible, Coach Beard. Oh, Coach Beard? That guy was terrible. Oh, come on, man. I mean, all that guy oh, wanted to do was Coach eat Beard. mushrooms and go play awesome. chess with his girlfriend. He was awesome, man. That guy was great. Naked chess. All right. Um, would you rather, number one, going nice back rook. to what we talked about before, the Ravens' plan, oddly, is to play Lamar Jackson for a full three quarters. <laughs> Stop. Okay. Let me finish. Or they don't play him at all, but I've seen the future – and with four minutes remaining in the first quarter of the divisional round, they're trailing the Bills 10 nothing. Play Lamar. Give it to me again. Play, play Lamar L- for three quarters on Saturday. And whatever happens, happens. Whatever happens, happens. Or you don't play him at all, but I've just happened to look ahead. At the end of the first quarter, near the end of the first quarter of the divisional round, you're down 10 nothing to the Bills. Well, I don't want him to play this week, so I'll take the Bills. I'm worried about the Bills, by the way. That would be the one team I would not want to see. I'll see any of these other teams. I mean, if they, Miami comes in here, we're going to blow them out. Same thing with the Browns. I do not want to see the Bills. That's the one team I would be – they 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 just would remind me of the Chargers and the Titans too much. I I just don't want to see them. And if they wear the regular helmet – Right, there's that. There is always that. That's and you never point. know what those creeps are capable of doing. They could wear the regular helmet, and then we're dead. If I'm they, in a weird place with this. Where like, I don't want the Bills. I genuinely, I just think the Ravens are significantly better than all of these I, teams. I agree with you. I really, I do. I don't think they're winning. I mean, losing. I don't. I do not think they're losing. I just, if yeah, you, if you said, said to me, right, hand yeah, pick one the, team you don't want to play, I get it. I would hand pick I the Bills. It. I, I just get don't. Allen could be. He could do what Lamar does. He could right. beat you. And he, and by the way, they don't kind of. They don't have to score thirty. He he could run for a touchdown, throw for two, and they could kick three field goals, and and they I, could beat us twenty six twenty three. I get it. Do you want to go ahead, Griffin? Um, I I guess I'd rather see him play three quarters. I guess this week rather than guys are insane and see what happens. I don't I don't I don't think, I don't think it'd be a good uh. Open, I hope Doctor Curl's got then the spot ten points. In her you're so you're so he's played sixteen games. He hasn't gotten hurt at all. I know. But you're convinced. So did uh, Bradley Chubb played 16 without blowing his knee out. Played 15. Um, The only basketball games you're allowed to watch the rest of the season. No. Stop. Stop. Are when the, did you know, first place Minnesota Timberwolves play. They're in first place. They're the best record in the NBA. The Minnesota Timberwolves are the best team in the NBA. It's not. The Minnesota Timberwolves are are the best team in the NBA. I don't think that's right. The only games you're allowed to watch are the, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Or, yeah, I don't think it's the... The only games you're allowed to watch the rest of the basketball season are when Caitlin Clark and Iowa play. Oh, I'm in. Did you see the shot you hit last Dude, night? it was the most ridiculous. <laughs> it's just stupid. 
Like it's now, just it was, stupid. I, I'm, when I say what I'm about to say, please don't refrain. say she didn't get it off in time. Don't no, say no, no, that. no. She did. It that shot is infinitely easier when it's seventy three, seventy three. Okay, then if you're down seventy three, seventy one, correct? You, yeah, okay. I don't disagree with yeah. that, but still, I mean now, stop. But yeah, insane. You're trying to take something Dude, that away. That girl? From... No, I'm not. That girl's insane, man. Bonkers. I, wa- I watch all the games anyway. That girl's bonkers. <laughs> that girl, it's By the way, nuts how good I, she is. I was really planning like that that we were going to go down to the Maryland Iowa game. It's sold out. It's completely sold. Oh, out. Oh, is it really? It's legit. It's the I want to say the the second Saturday of February. Oh, and by the way, it's on Fox. Not on like FS1 or it's on Fox. Yeah, that girl's good, man. Holy cow, she's good. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, There's no shade on. Uh, yeah, yeah, Iowa. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And number three, it's so sad though. It's the first place team in the NBA. We're all just like, nah. I don't think it is. No, it is. They're the they have the best record. You're in looking the NBA. at Stanley from a couple years ago. I'm not. They have the best record in the NBA. Yeah, and they, they didn't win the in season thing. You're right. It's so abundantly hilarious that they made the Lakers put up that banner. I love it. They're 500. They're a five. They're terrible. They got a million bucks. They're a 500 basketball team. I love it. And they forced them to put up that banner like they did something. I love that this gets you angry. This gets you. You and I both have equal banner aggravation. I get aggravated because Maryland has that Big Ten championship banner up. It drives me insane. I'd I'd like that thing on fire if I could. (laughs) It's It's an actual accomplishment. No. It is. It's a lie. It's, <laughs> it's a lie. At least the Lakers won. They, they, they won nothing. But they won. They won a the, fifth. The, the Maryland did we, not win hey, the Big we, Ten we, championship. We picked, we picked a couple of Tuesday and Saturday games, and we said that they counted for Maryland something. Maryland did not win the Big They're Ten championship. They're a 500 basketball team. Uh, we're going to fight about They're the this. number 10 seed in the West. We're fighting. And they made them put up a banner. We're going to fight. For, they're the 10th seed. My, my bitch is bigger than yours. No, it's not. It is. Maryland no, did not. not win the Big Ten championship. You are so worked up about they it. Were co-champions. That's true. That's all it's got to say. You just want him to put the word co on. That's all I got to say. The Lakers. This is what's wrong with our country. It's, this is what's wrong with our country. The Lakers are 17 and 17. They have a worse record than the Phoenix Suns, who are an abomination. But they got Lebron. They, they do. And they made them put up a banner. They didn't make them put it up. They won. No, apparently they made them do that. Like the Apparently Lakers the Lakers said they, they weren't going to do it. And the NBA was like, dude, we need to try to pretend like this it. is a thing. I love so it. you have to put a banner I love up. It. I got a little misty eyed Saturday night at the Caps game when I looked up and saw the Mystic I mean not the Mystics. The Attendance Championship the, uh, banners? Caps banner. I got a misty eyed the other night. The championship the, yeah, the, Stanley, the Stanley Cup. Cup. That's weird. Wow. Well, <laughs> like I, it happened. I know. You just get I can't misty eyed looking at banners. That's what you do. They have they have a seventeen and seventeen record. You know what's insane? And a championship how, banner. Uh, here, now, Saturday night might have been an anomaly down there. I don't know where we're about Because I'm now. not, I don't go to D.C. except once or twice a year to go to a concert or a game there. Th- that whole area has come under huge scrutiny, right? They released that incident report a couple weeks ago in D.C. about how much trouble there's been in Chinatown. It was bustling on Saturday with just everything was, ha- I don't know if it was just a magical night, holiday season. It was packed. It didn't feel at all like it was dirty or dangerous. And then when you go in this building, it it's almost laughable how great that building is. And somehow the Caps and Wizards are both saying, yeah, it's not really good enough anymore. Juxtaposed against what we have. 
Well, yeah, okay. There's that. But it's I, yeah, an I, I awesome say, building. I uh, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't have a lot of charm to it. It's very. Well, who cares? It doesn't have any charm. Of course, it doesn't have any charm. It's t- twenty-five years old. But I, I, it's bizarre to me that they're just abandoning it and. Well, I mean, they're being the given the opportunity to, to... This is the, the John oh, Angelos thing. They're being given the, the, the land to be I able know. to develop, and you get to put up your own hotels and your own... It's amazing. They gotta, we got to get rich. Ted's broke. Yeah, it's tough. It's a tough life for him. It's, you really feel for that guy. Broke. I don't know. Are they still going to be called the Washington Capitals and Washington Wizards? Presumably. What, do you think I could change the Virginia Capitals? I, I, I don't think that even makes sense. Well, they play in Virginia. I understand that, but okay. the capital is Washington. So I don't know why the Virginia. Well, we do team a lot of goofy. The we have a lot of goofy. That names. part is true. Right. We call there's them. Ne- never been. We a, call them the Utah Jazz. There's never been a Bengal in Cincinnati. Okay, but that's it. What are we doing? There's no Bengals. What, what hey, this? mom, what's this out in the backyard? I don't know, honey. Might be a Bengal. We call them the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> I know. Los Angeles Lakers. Right. So why can't you call them the Virginia That's a great Capitals? Point. That's a great point. You just, just made your... It's a great point. All right. Every, everything's stupid. Nothing makes sense. So why have anything attempt to make sense? That's what's wrong with this country. Uh, that's what's wrong with this country. Actually, you know what? That might be a podcast that we start. <laughs> I'm, oh. That, that. Oh. I might... Oh. I might be... Oh. I might be with you. If you want to do that. You know what's wrong with this country? Are we allowed... I'll tell you what's wrong with this country. We claim that we have edible mascots, and we don't. Oh, that was so funny. No, it wasn't. It was stupid, and it was shameful, and it was embarrassing. They said they were going to have an edible mascot, and there was nothing about that mascot that was edible. Not a thing. And they just wanted us all to be along with the ruse. No. No. No, you don't get to promise an edible mascot and then give me a cake. It don't work that way. Well, that may be what's wrong with this country. It's what's wrong with this country. A football genie has offered you a deal. He'll guarantee you a Ravens Super Bowl appearance. Why is it he? If you. That's the genie that I know is a he. There might be female genies. I don't know. But the one that I know is a he. Mm. They'll give you a Ravens Super Bowl appearance if you consume a mayo mocktail. This is from our friend. By the way, do we need to call? Yeah. yeah. Um, This came from the Duke's Mayo Bowl last week. A recipe for a mayo mocktail. Two ounces of Duke's Mayo, nine ounces of eggnog, three ounces of simple syrup, a teaspoon of nutmeg, a teaspoon of cinnamon, and a cup of ice. A mayo mocktail every day between now and the Super Bowl, or you just take your chances. Oh, yeah, I'm not doing that every day. You're not doing that. No. And you just said the Ravens are going to go to the Super Bowl. I would do that every day if you told me the Flyers are going to go 0-82. Okay, for that, you're willing to... (laughs) You've got some mayo thing, right? Like, you're... I don't mind it. I'm just... I just don't know that I could just... Mix it in with the rest of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, it sounds pretty awful. You're not wrong about that. It sounds pretty terrible. Continue to get me your responses at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. Give the Ravens their, the, give the Ravens their due and yeah. move on. Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. Those are all the ways to get in for Would You Rather Wednesday. All right. Into hour number two of the program. Of course, the Ravens pummeled the Dolphins at home on Sunday. A little bit surprising. Not that they won just the way that they did it. Joining yeah, us I think now. Pummeled called and said that's an understatement. Yeah. Joining us now. I, you come up with a word then, Chief. Obliterated. Okay. Is that worse than Pummeled? I think so. Is it? Yeah, because Obliterated. Gotta write, you got to figure out the Obliterated, you're like broken into pieces. Okay. All right. You know, listen. Pummeled, you're just bruised. Okay. Joining us now. They got their asses handed to him. He was in Baltimore for the game on Sunday. He is a reporter for the NFL well, Network. Know. 
He's. I, you think yeah. that he's practiced this? He's going to know. He's Cameron Wolf. And he is back with us here on GCR. Cameron is Glenn and Drew in Baltimore. It's great to catch you up, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Absolutely, Glenn Drew. How you doing this morning, fellas? Everything is good here. Better than Mike you. McDaniel. Yeah, everything. Everything in Baltimore. <laughs> what? What could we complain about at the point at this point? Um, Cameron, I, I I know that you spend a lot of time covering the Dolphins too, and I. I do we dismiss this as the anomaly of, hey, sometimes in one football game things happen? Or do you think it was more of a declarative statement that like the Ravens are head and shoulders better than everybody else, which doesn't guarantee anything, obviously, but like declaratively they are just that much better than everybody else in the AFC going into the playoffs? Yeah, I don't view this as a one-off. I view this as a very big, bold statement that we – uh, we are the team to beat, not only in the AFC, but probably the league. Uh, to me, I think they got to go into the Super Bowl or to the playoffs as the favorites, the Ravens. Just the style of play and what they did in December, uh, beating four playoff, likely playoff teams in a row, um, and the way they beat San Fran and then beating Miami, um, I think it's hard to view it as anything else. The Ravens would have destroyed any team that was on the field Sunday night, and the Dolphins just happened to be the, the unlucky team that got the – got the brunt of it and so I think the Ravens um, are a different team than we've seen in the last four or five years from them and uh, I think they're just getting started Uh, you know I think that's one of the things that we've been talking about this week Cameron is that like the the comparison a lot of people are making around here is hey you know we saw this in 2019 and the Ravens were rolling through everyone and they got to the playoffs and they hit a thud I, I what you just said there I am convinced this team is better than that team and I again that doesn't guarantee anything about what's going to happen but the the totality of the roster, the pass catchers that are available to this team, like I, I just think this is a a I don't want to say head and shoulders, but this is a de- determinedly better football team than the 2019 Ravens. So when I think about the 2019 team, I think about how fun they were. Like Lamar was breaking all these crazy records. Like it was the no doubt MVP, which I think he is this year, but I think it's a different he's a different player than he was then. That team was youthful. It was fun. But I don't think anybody was, like, scared of that Ravens team. This Ravens team is scary. Like, the way they look on defense, the way they look, even when they lose pieces, like, you, you don't really think about it, but they were down Kyle Hamilton. They were down Marlon Humphrey. They were down Brandon Stevens for much of that game, and they were still slowing down Tua and Tyreek and, and you know, out physicaling them in a way that you don't usually see. They didn't have Mark Andrews. Uh, for the last month of the season, and that you really couldn't tell guys like Isaiah likely stepping up um, on that side of the field. So the depth of this team, um, the mentality of this team, I think is just a completely different level that I just don't see anybody coming into Baltimore and doing what Tennessee did to them four or five years ago. It's just, not, it's just a different team um, than that bunch. So it doesn't guarantee them a Super Bowl, um, but I do think Lamar is also a more, more mature quarterback, just how he handles things. Um, he doesn't he doesn't um, have the the run first mindset that I think people still assume that he has, um, and I think that makes the Ravens a very dangerous team. I, I would be shocked if they're not at least in the AFC Championship game and possibly further. You know, one of the things interesting too, uh, 
you get to this point in the season and health is like probably the most important thing, right? Like who's got the either who's the healthiest or who's getting players back that could help them in January. And the Ravens got right. nicked up a little bit Sunday and a couple of their guys are struggling, but that's why they're going to take two or three weeks off and they'll be fine in, in, a, in a January 21, uh, 2021 weekend. The Dolphins, on the other hand, uh, they got to be concerned about this Sunday, right? I mean, they, they have no ramp up time yep. to come back and they are beaten up and uh, obviously losing Chubb hurts them. But uh, how much of an impact are these injuries on them coming into, into Sunday's game with Buffalo? It's huge, right? Because a loss itself is demoralizing. Like a couple of Dolphins guys talked about it, and they compared it to getting the belt, you know, after after tricking and trouble in school, uh, <laughs> and essentially getting it that way on them. But the reality is, like, you got to move forward from that embarrassment, that kind of beatdown, and then you go into a situation where you don't have Bradley Chubb, who tore his ACL down when the Dolphins were down thirty with three minutes left. He shouldn't have been out on the field, and he's your best pass rusher. And so now you go into this Buffalo game without your best pass rusher. You already lost Jalen Phillips, your other best pass rusher a month ago, and you're playing Josh Allen and the Bills, the team who have really been the the kings of that division. They're also going to be without Xavier Howard, who has a foot injury, their top corner, who they lost early in the Baltimore game. And we saw how Lamar Jackson, you know, uh, treated Eli Apple like he was Swiss, Swiss cheese anytime that he was on that side of the field. And so, you're, you know, what are they going to do with Stephon Diggs at this point? Um, as well. And so I, I think they're rightfully home underdogs in this game against Buffalo um, because of what we saw against Baltimore, but also these injuries that seem to be piling up. Um, no Jalen Waddle likely again this week for them too. And so, you know, at some point you run out of bullets and Buffalo's trending the right direction. And Miami's hope is that they're at home where they're a much better team and they can figure it out. But um, I'll tell you what, they're going to have to break the, the spirit of this week because a lot of people were somber coming back in that building on uh, on Monday. Right, it's like a week to week league, but it's really hard. I mean, Mike McDaniel's done a great job, right? But like, it's really hard to convince your guys, and and they're probably playing the worst team they could play because Buffalo yep. has kind of owned them, and yep. uh, you know that this is just not a good recipe for them. And it's really a shame because up until two or three weeks ago, I think that I think that Tennessee loss really rocked them. I know. They came back and played okay against Dallas, and even that was uh, they scratched that one out. I just that Tennessee loss, I think, really did something to them. So, so what's crazy about the Tennessee loss is if they won that game, this game would not have mattered to them. Uh, they would have already already clinched the AFC East, and they would essentially been playing for you know seeding, um, so to speak. And that loss, that collapse, um, was their only home loss all year. So it sort of made them vulnerable in a place they thought they were invincible. And maybe that showed some cracks of what this team could be defensively because over the second half of the season, they were excellent on defense other than those two minutes um, against Tennessee at the end. And then after that, you saw some things that obviously the Ravens exploited. And now we're looking at this defense that just gave up 56 points and saying, you know, how do they have any chance of showing, slowing down, you know, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs and, the result of this is huge because if they lose this game, they play at Kansas City and Arrowhead versus hosting a game and possibly two games in the playoffs. And I know people are down on the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, but I just don't see many people going into Arrowhead, even with this version of the Chiefs and feeling great about coming out with the win. Cameron Wolf, NFL Network, with us here on GCR. 
Cameron, I, you know, it's interesting because what you said, I, I am in the same boat. Drew and I agreed. We don't right now feel, I, I, I'm, 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 I say scared. I don't think that the, Ra- I think the Ravens are genuinely better than all of these teams that we're talking about. But who to you right. is still a threat? Like who of the AFC playoff teams, if they play their best game and the Ravens are off by a little bit, could, it's possible they could come into Baltimore and win a game? Yeah, first I think about a Buffalo because that Buffalo team is a is a weird uh, team this season because I don't think they played their best ball and all season it's kind of been like what's wrong with you know Stefan Diggs what's wrong with this what's wrong with that and here they are just kind of lingering they're just lingering and now they got a chance to win the AFC East um, and they're a team that obviously plays in cold weather they're used to it and they've got a quarterback who has been in a lot of these games he hadn't got over the top and won it but he's been in a lot of these games. And so would it shock me if Buffalo with, with their ability to make plays outside of scheme could try to make some things happen. Josh Allen's got the type of toughness and that Bills team has the type of toughness that can sort of hang around with the Ravens toughness because you have to have a certain mentality to, to play the Ravens. As we saw, Miami did not have that, that, that physicality, that, that element to match it. I think that you could see the Bills do that. Um, and then you look at, like, just being real, some of the division teams who have played them a couple times. Like, if they got into a situation where they were playing the Browns in the second round of the playoffs, they, you know, obviously, quarterback situation, there would be a lot of fun with the, the Joe Flacco reunion. But the Browns' defense is probably the only defense in the league that you could say is, is close to or mano mano with the Ravens' defense. And so can they out-ugly that game for the Ravens? Maybe. Like, that, those two teams probably come to mind more than others. Um, and then obviously you don't know what Patrick Mahomes, if he just turns on the, the Superman cape, can do. But um, I would probably say in order, those three teams would be the ones that I would probably uh, worry about the most if I was the Ravens. But even in that case, I'd pick the Ravens over all three teams yeah. in Baltimore. Yeah, and you go back real quick to Miami, and, and not to bring up the, the fiasco Sunday again, the things I wouldn't. I'm not going to say they would have been totally different if Waddle's healthy and Moster plays, and even if Tyreek catches that pass. If that, that felt to me like the game kind of started to get out of hand when he dropped that ball in the end zone, and they, you know, they were yep. going to march right back down the field and score again. And I think they're they would have been strutting a little bit. And then he drops the ball, and then they only get a field goal, and then it all unraveled. But if you're McDaniel, you I think this is what you're telling your guys, right? Like if we get our healthy guys right, back. Yeah. Even if something goes sideways this Sunday, if we get our healthy guys back, we can go beat any of these teams. I, I, I guess I would if I'm him. I'm just gonna keep pounding on the fact that you know we had a really good year. We just lost our traction at the end, but we also lost a couple of guys who were important to the offense and the defense too. They've lost two pretty key players in Phillips and and Chubb defensively also. Yeah, I wouldn't bury the Dolphins yet. I, I would say the the biggest thing I've seen about the Dolphins this year that they haven't answered yet. And I think it's, it's going to be the question that defines their season if they end up losing early, is they have not shown an ability to beat these good teams on the road in particular. Right. Um, they got the win at Dallas against home. Um, but if they lose this game against Buffalo, I think I just find it hard-pressed to see them go on the road and win multiple games against teams that are, quote-unquote, better than them as far as record or stature. Um, that's just hard for me to see. Now, if they found a way to win on Sunday against Buffalo, get the two seed and get a couple home games, it wouldn't shock me if they rattled a couple wins off and got into the AFC Championship game and maybe we have a rematch. 
Um, I think they're they're built well enough at home. Um, one thing that's interesting about this Dolphins team, you know, you, you notice all the motion they run with Tyreek Hill, and obviously it helps when Jalen Waddle's on the field. They're a lot better operationally on, at home. They don't have to go silent count. They don't have to deal with the – the noise. And so, you know, they've been very clear that they've had issues and it was a case again in Baltimore on Sunday issues communicating on the road and has had to sort of dumb down their offense a little bit. And so that becomes a big issue when you get into the playoffs, teams are more intense. If they're on the road and they've got to deal with a hostile environment, I think that takes a few notches down off their offense. And as we saw on Sunday, if their offense is not able to score 30 plus points, then I don't know if they can hang around with these these big dogs in the AFC. All right, before we let you go, Cameron, I just wonder, and I, I don't want it to come off like, you know, I'm ta- trying to talk about it as if it's some sort of like biblical thing, but wh- how do you describe what it's like watching Lamar Jackson right now and, and, and how just dialed in he is and how slow the game appears to be for him? I Like, how do you put into words what it is to watch this young man play at this moment? So I had an interview with Zay Flowers after the game, and we kind of joked about the term Lamarvelous, right? It's something they've kind of used uh, in passing as a joke in the locker room between uh, the players of what they describe him as. And it's really what I kept thinking about in that game because he's my favorite player to watch in the entire league. Um, And I think I get even more excited about him because I know of some of the kind of ignorant comments that people have about his game, of that he's a you know, running back or that he can't, he's too, he's not quarterbacky yeah, enough. Not quarterbacky enough. Kind of right. comments that came, came up. And when you watch his game, um, there's so much pureness in it. There's so much details in it that I think people lose sight of it because of how athletic um, he is and how many plays he can make with his legs. But there was great plays within that game that I don't know inside the pocket that I don't know that many quarterbacks in the league make. That throw he makes a likely on fourth and seven where he's stepping up where Brandon Jones, the blissing safety, is at his ankles. He steps up, throws off one leg, throws the ball where likely can only catch it. He makes a great one-handed grab and does the catch and run for the touchdown. That's an excellent, excellent play, just making it as a pocket-passing quarterback. The play to Zay Flowers, like I watched it back in film. You know, I'm sure you guys have broken it down. He takes the snap as a lefty. lefty. Kind of takes the the eyes off the safety briefly, the safety's eyes away from him briefly, and then turns his hips and throws the pass to Zay Flowers, who's, you know, wide open because the DBs kind of had a miscommunication. So, like, that's that's pure details of playing quarterback, and that's just his arm. That's nothing to do with his his legs. And so, to me, I think Lamar is just so much more, more mature as a, as a person, as a player, um, you know, it was described to me by one Dolphins defender as he has a Ferrari, but he's not afraid to keep it in the garage. And, uh, you know, I think that's a, that's a great term because, like, he has so much ability with his legs, but I think what has made him so different this year is that teams can't just say, hey, we're going to take away Lamar's legs and we're going to be good. If you do that, he's going to have a perfect passer rating and, and throw for five touchdowns like he did against the Dolphins. And I think that's what makes this Ravens team uh, on offense, along with their receiving group, feel different. You know, it's interesting you say that. I I said this to someone yesterday. We were talking about everybody here, Cameron, you got to understand, everyone here is worried about 2019. Everybody keeps bringing it up, right? I get it. it, Right, right. It happened. And and we weren't expecting it. You know, 14-2 and and killed everybody and then all of a sudden flatlined. 
I keep saying to yep. people, and I said this to my friend yesterday, that this guy isn't even remotely close to the same quarterback he was in 2019. He he can still nope. do the same things with his legs that he did then, but he is so mm-hmm. much better as a quarter. A, I say real quarterback. Don't you know? You know what I mean. He is so yeah. much better yeah. at and that throw you're just talking about the one to Flowers. Zero yep. chance he makes that throw in 2019. None. Like yep. he, he's just yep. so much better than he was four years ago. It, it didn't even. It's night and day. I, I, that's all I can say. Having now watched him, you know, obviously for 17 weeks, he is so yeah. much better than he was then. It's not even close. Yeah, he, he's a completely different player. Like I know people are going to compare MVP stats from 2019 and say, "Hey, his numbers aren't as good as they were then." And yeah, I get it. But to me, when I watch the tape, and that's what I encourage people to do, when you watch the game, I think he's a more dangerous player than he was at 2019 even if the stats don't necessarily reflect that, just because of what you're mentioning, how mature he is as a passer, you, you know, you, defenses can't come in with that one singular mindset of how to stop this team. And for people still worried about the playoffs, like, I get it. You know, the Ravens are going to have to prove it. You know, Lamar's 1-3 and three in the playoffs. That record is what it is. Um, but sometimes it's just a right time. Like, sometimes you need to go through these moments, these kind of struggles to get it. And for some reason, it just feels like the right time um, for Lamar. And so, you know, I, I would just say enjoy, enjoy the ride. You know, don't, don't stress too much about the, about the what if it doesn't happen. Uh, enjoy the ride and what it could be because I think, uh, I think you guys are going to be having a very long uh, playoff run. We are, we are certainly Your hoping that's God the case, <laughs> no doubt. At Cameron Wolf on Twitter is how you follow him. Cameron, what can we plug for you? Where are we seeing you this week? What, uh, where, where does the world take you? Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll be on NFL Network throughout the week. We'll be on Thursday and Friday, uh, talking some ball. Um, I'm going to be in Buffalo. Uh, actually, Miami this week. The game we were talking about earlier, Dolphins Buffalo. So I'll be on NFL Network Sunday morning, talking that, and then up until Sunday night. So I'm sure you, I'll see you guys in the playoffs. But you, you guys uh, can rest up easy. So I'm not on that game. Yeah, this yeah. Week, go so. out, go out, <laughs> and get a, go out and get a nice week off, and then uh, and then we'll see you down the road. Hey, Cameron, really appreciate Absolutely. it, man. Thank you for hopping on with us this morning. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Cameron That's Wolf. the one thing I keep saying to people. Dude. Like, th- this guy is so much better than he was four years I, ago. It's it's a little bit that, and there's no doubt that he is. It's also, And I also understand that if something weird happens. Yeah, yeah we'll talk about it. Uh, but but it's it's that and it's, and with all dudes. And they have receivers. That. That part of it, and they have re- uh, look around. Them. They have wide receivers, right? The, the, this team, and I, I know, and you know this too. I know it. We all know if something weird happens in the twentieth, twentieth, twenty-first weekend, yep, hell hath no fury like a team that can't win in the playoffs scorned, <laughs> right? Like it, it's going to be bad. Yep, but they're they're not set up for that, the way they were in nineteen. When if you could and Rabel figured it out. It if you could stymie him a little bit, he, he there's no, there's nothing there for him. He couldn't throw the ball to anybody. Hell, who was he throwing it to back then? Well, well he had Mark Willie Andrews. But remember that game? Mark right. Andrews dropped everything that right. was thrown his but way. It, it's just he they have real receivers now. They have guys, and even the complimentary guys. I'll tell you a guy that I think's been really good all yeah, year. Say Aguilar. Yep. Yep. Bizarre. I mean. Honestly, bizarre. Like he, he was just a throw-in kind of guy in Philly and New England. There was nothing spectacular about him. Um, they they just it, 
it's kind of weird how forever we couldn't get the wide receiver position right. And in all fairness, some of the guys we brought in were named football players that you hear heretofore you thought, hey, this Jerry Macklin dude, he used to be pretty good. But they were at the they were all but, at the end but, of their career. Right, but but yeah. but understand this. They didn't come here and look like they were the end of their career. They came here and totally just asked they, themselves. Yeah, they had nothing to offer. Right. I agree with that. Like so along the way, we've added guys and this year for whatever weird reason, they're they're all we haven't had one guy be disappointing, which is weird. Think about it. It's funny. To I, think maybe about, Bateman. Right? You could make some. I but commentary, Bateman's but every time hell. But every time Bateman does something, you know, every time Bateman has two drops in the first quarter, he then makes three great catches in the next yep. three quarters. Like they, they, it's just been weird how their shockers seem to be in line, and that's why I, I don't. I'm not worried about who they play, other than, again, I, I would prefer them not to play Buffalo, but if they play Buffalo, no problem. I Just if you let me handpick somebody to avoid, right. it would be right. them. But I, I, I'm just shocked at how I'm just shocked at how smoothly it's gone. And in a league there, and this is the one thing I would say about these wins that they're piling up by these huge margins, the league is not built for this. The league is built for you to win 26 23. Oh, yeah. It's not a 24 yeah, 20. You don't go roll the through. Le- the league is not built. But in fairness, that's only the last two weeks. They've, well, I mean, there was a two score no. game against. It was a two score game against Jacksonville. Uh, it was Jacksonville overtime. was never winning. I that know, game. but it wasn't. When, when you say but it's not. But they blew built. out Seattle. And they blew and Detroit, out the Lions. Yes, correct. And they blew out the Browns earlier in the year. And they blew okay, out the But that was Bengals. a Browns team that started Doriel uh, Thompson okay, Robinson as But I'm just saying, they. Dude, the. The league's not built I know, for but if, winning if the way they've won. If you were to face backup quarterbacks in the playoffs, you might be able to blow those teams out. Like right? Flacco. Like, yeah, correct. Like Flacco. <laughs> like Flacco. All right, so what's your deal? Are you staying? You got yeah, a- I got a, yeah, I got a call I got to make, but yeah. Okay, well, we have like real show that we still have to do the rest of the way. Like We have guests. I understand. Okay. I got to duck out and take a phone call, but I'll be, I'll be around. Who we got next? Well, Derek Moore is coming up next from Michigan. Yeah, you well, probably should. Okay. Derek Moore... Baltimore native. Well, he only made the play at the end of the game on fourth down to beat Alabama on. Well, Alabama made that play. Thank you. Great point. That's all. All the quarterback's got to do is go to the left and the game's over. Well, game's not over. Remember when I said, hey, let's maybe see if Drew doesn't want to come in this week? If maybe like this week. You think the snap is what fouled him up? I think the snap really made it. I think think he panicked. As soon as he picked it up, he's like, oh, I'm in trouble. And he wasn't in trouble. Yeah, That's the, the bizarre there. thing. I agree. There was a hole. 100% there was a hole. The play should have worked. That's so hard. How do you root for one of those two guys to win? But between Saban and Jim Harbaugh? Yeah. It's hard, man. Yeah, not. We're going to talk to Derek Moore, Baltimore native. All right. Because they're playing for the national championship on Monday. With the mythical national championship. It's not a mythical national championship. That's the well, one that college Georgia called, and they, won- they, oh. they, they'd like to talk to you. Okay. Well, that's on them. They How lost about that game? They lost to Alabama. How about that it game? It was awful. All right, we got to take a break. So we're going to do that. Right, take it easy. We're going to talk some hoops with Patrick Stevens. We're going to no, do I'm, all that. No, it's good. totally fine. Trust me, totally fine. Right. Whatever you want to do. None of the teams are any good. I agree with that. That's part of the problem. <laughs> What's happened? It's very bad. Drew's here. Today's show, uh, just a quick Come reminder. And chew gum. No, yeah, no Project Game Day for this Saturday's game just because it doesn't matter and we don't know when people are going to start tuning out and we don't know when. To, we're just not worth it. So we're taking this week off for Project Game Day. We will be with you for the postseason. 
every weekday or every game day this season, besides this Saturday, Project Game Day, brought to you by Superbook Sports, AJ Michaels, and HelpMyGamblingProblem.org, Rita, Femi, Josh Charles, KZ, Stetka, the whole crew, Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports, YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Derek Moore from Michigan joins us next. Baltimore native. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Hey, Ravens fans, looking for the perfect new game day brew? Get a Guilford, Baltimore's finest craft beer, during the next home game at the bank. That's not all. Gather your flock next home game and check out Guilford Hall Brewery's brand new bar, The Gilly Nest, located near Section 505. No tickets? No problem. Enjoy all Ravens games all season long at our restaurant and brewery in Station North. Guilford Hall Brewery, European tradition, Baltimore charm. Come for a game, stay for everything else. Book an unforgettable fall getaway in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouthwatering eats, and endless entertainment. Treat yourself to a staycation in the heart of downtown or try one of the city's many charming neighborhood hotels. And don't miss out on packages for free parking, breakfast, and more. Plan your stay at baltimore.org hotels. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Brace yourselves for an unparalleled game day experience at the new Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbook in Canton and Towson. Experience the thrill of live, in-person betting with Baltimore's only state-of-the-art Vegas viewing TV experience. Choose between a person-to-person experience with their on-site tellers or the convenience of their self-bet kiosks to place your bets. Gather your betting buddies and head over to the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks today. Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton. The ultimate destination for game day excitement, Great food and live in-person betting. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Go to mdgamblinghelp.org. Make sure you're tuned in every Tuesday for Pressbox Fantasy Football Analyst Joe Serpico to get you ready for your Waiver Wire Wednesday, brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel. And if you have other fantasies you want fulfilled, subscribe to Glenn and Jeremy Kahn's OnlyFans page at... Wait, are people supposed to know about that? Well, as you guys know, I have a number of jobs, and uh, this year I added into that uh, St. Francis football play-by-play. 
And man, I can only tell you how fired up everybody over there is because there is such a connection between St. Francis and the Michigan football team, including our next guest, who is a Baltimore native and who made the play at the end of the game in overtime to wrap things up for Michigan and send them the national championship game. He is Derek Moore, and he is with us now here on GCR. Derek, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's so great to chat with you, man. Thank you for taking the time for us, and congratulations, dude. Uh, hey, how you doing, my guy? I appreciate you having me on. Man, are you kidding me? Um, I, like you're, you're a kid that's growing up with a dream. Like, What is it like to be the guy that makes the play to deliver your team to a national championship game? Uh, you know, it's a, it's a funny thing, you know, um, I didn't even really know I made the play, you know, (laughs) everybody, everybody look and see that I made the play, but, uh, it was also my, uh, my other, my other teammate, Josiah story number five. If he didn't, if he didn't blow up the tackle and trip up the quarterback, I would have never made the play, you know? So I feel like it wasn't just me. It was all a whole defense thing. So. If he ain't never blew up the tackle, I would have never made the play. And we probably, I don't know, it probably would have been a 50 50 or I would have made it. I, I would not, but, you know, he he kind of helped me right there. So I just feel great about it. You know, it's just it's a dream. And right now, we're going to the Natty. That's, that's a good thing about it. Dude, I, it's unbelievable, right? Like, let, let, okay, let's take a couple of steps back and then we'll work forward uh, real quick. Derek, I, I think a lot of people know. You know, think about the St. Francis and Michigan connections and obviously think about Biff and think about, you know, Blake and everything. But it wasn't always certain that that's where you were going to go. Can you tell everybody about your path and why you ended up in, at Michigan? Uh, so, all right. So for everybody who kind of just wanted to know the story, uh, before I came to Michigan, I was coming to the Oklahoma. Um, that's when Lincoln Riley was there. Um, you know, I had a great connection with all of the coaches there. You know, I just felt, felt it felt like at home. You know, Oklahoma felt like a great place. You know, I felt welcome. I had felt like I had a great support system around me while I was there. You know, but there were Lincoln Riley left. You know, he made the business decision. You know, I couldn't couldn't you know do anything about it, so I had to decommit. They wanted me to come to USC. Um, to me, honestly, I don't like the West Coast. Okay, so it's too far. Yeah. <laughs> It's just too far for me, you know, and plus, you know, I'm, I'm an East Coast guy, um, family on the East Coast, born and raised, and I'm just like, I can't just leave my family and just be on the West Coast with no support or nobody over there to, you know, to help or anything. And once I decommitted, my former former Michigan player, Nakai Hill Green, he played linebacker here. He called me. He was like, "Yo, bro, um, I heard you. Um, I heard you decommitted. You gotta come up here." I was like, "I was like, shit, I'm with it. I'm like, I'm with it. Just don't call my phone." <laughs> an hour later, I promise you, like an hour later, Coach Biff called my phone. He was like, "Hey, Derek, uh, what's going on? I heard, um, I heard you decommitted from Oklahoma." Before I even, before I even could uh, continue my conversation, I said yes, and he said, "You know what? Uh, you coming up here this weekend? You know." Um, I was all my best to get you up here. And he said, once you get up here, you're going to love it. You're going to commit right on the spot. And I'm like, if you say so, because I hear you. But I'm like, I ain't making no promises or whatever. And, you know, I came up here. And when I came up here, I just felt like, I just felt welcome. You know, I felt comfortable. You know, same feeling that I have for Oklahoma, I have here from Michigan. You know, I'm here with former players. I'm here with my old head coach. 
you know, I'm in, I'm in a great system that, um, that, you know, if I can do well in, you know, I can end up going to the lead, you know, if I do everything right, you know, so it was just like, oh, another thing, you know, um, the alumni, we got probably like the, what one of the number one alumni systems and we had the number one, you know, public university. So I was like, shoot, I can't um, throw this away. And I was like, if I do everything right, you know, I'm going to make it. So, you know, after having to talk with my family, talk with my coaches, you know, and Coach Biff ended up making the right decision and said it on, on the spot, you know, and I committed on, on the weekend up here uh, to Coach Harbaugh's face. You know, and another thing with Coach Harbaugh, Coach Harbaugh is a great guy. Uh, you meet him, the only thing he talk about is football. Uh, he he love he love only thing he love is Michigan football. And you know, he love his players, and I like that about him. You know, so it just it just felt great and just felt comfortable to me. And it's, I just, it's working out. At home. It, it's working out all right for you. This is hard for me because yeah, yeah. this guy, I wanted this guy to come to Calvert Hall. So I, I'm yeah. I'm already angry with you because you didn't come to Coward <laughs> Hall. We we needed some help. You got to know my partner Drew is the golf coach over at Calvert Hall, so it's a little personal for him whenever he deals with this. But that said, Derek Moore, uh -huh. were you close with like Blake's a couple years older than you, right? Like, were you close with yeah. Blake and 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 how special has it been the two of you doing this together at Michigan? Uh yeah, I'm really close with Blake. You know, um, well back uh, we, when we was at St. Francis, you know, um, we had we had like a little house and thing yeah. with our players. You know, I stayed there as well. And Blake stayed. Me and Blake stayed in the same house. And you know, Blake always been special. You know, I always be laughing at her. I'd be like, man, you been catching bricks since you was a kid. This and that. You know, you know. So it's just like right now. You know, it's just right now. It just feels special. You know, like during a, a whole tight off season. You know, we we already had this talk with, and we was like, man, this is the year. You know, if if it ain't no other year, this got to be the year. You know, like we got everybody here, everybody coming back, everybody healthy. He healthy, I'm healthy. Now we just gotta go on a pedal for the DMV, and right now that's what we're doing, and we're gonna continue to do it. Derek Moore is with us, Baltimore native, Michigan defensive lineman. Of course, made the play at the end of the game to win the Rose Bowl. And and Derek, I know that you got you know like you got another football game. It's even bigger that you got to get ready for. But how important yep. was that for the entire program? I know you haven't been there for all of them because you're you know only in your second year. But given mm -hmm. the struggles that Michigan had been through in the playoffs on the whole, how important was it for the entire program? Like how much of a lift was it to to finish the job? Particularly in you know for a minute there in the second half, it looked like it was starting to go the wrong way. Uh, uh so you know. Wait, so I'm going to take it back to the morning of that game and probably, like, that entire week just practicing, you know. You know, like, our brother, our brotherhood here is, like, so strong. Every, all the players, like, I'm not even talking about the coaches. I'm just talking about the players, you know. Like, we got a lot of guys who've been here for, like, four, five, six years, you know. And as I'm, as I'm like, listening and hearing them talk about how much it meant to them and, like, how much, like, how much like everything was meant to them and like how much they cared about it and how they talk about how like they may not never get this opportunity again that just made me wanting to go harder for my brothers you know because you because i'm like you know like they never going to get this opportunity again so i'm like all right i'm gonna just leave it all on the field for these guys you know i'm not even worrying about 
nobody else outside of the team. I'm not worried about the coaches. Don't worry about my brothers right now. And I'm just trying to make it. I'm just trying to make make it to the point where they get the full experience. Also for myself, but also for them guys to live this moment uh, for them and also for their families and for myself and for my family. So that's how I kind of looked at it and approached the game. How much did your experiences at St. Francis, and obviously you were there during a, a quite a time, right? <laughs> like uh-huh. um, you were there for all of it. How much yep. did that help prepare you for these moments? Like that ev- all the adversity you guys faced, everybody having opinions. I'm sure that you've run into plenty of people that have had opinions about Michigan this year, right? Mm-hmm. Like how much did going through that at St. Francis help prepare you for this level? So, hey, so Coach Biff and Coach Harbaugh, they got a great relationship. It's kind of like a, a little bro and a big bro type relationship between them two. Um, Coach Biff, he kind of like ran the program just like Michigan. You know, everything that Michigan do, St. Francis did, the same type practice, everything was literally like just the same. And, you know, you know, when I was at St. Francis, the way that we faced adversity was that nobody wanted to play us. And we had to scramble around to find games and stuff like that. And it was just like I was struggling during the time. And now I'm here in college and my sophomore year, everybody talking about, oh, we cheaters. Uh, we can't win without stealing signals. But now we have proven the point that we don't need to steal anything or cheat to win. You know, same thing at St. Francis, you know, it's like if you if you just don't want players, then you ain't got players. You know, we just we just that good, you know. So that's how I kind of just look at it. You know, it's just no matter what, man, you're going you're gonna to face adversity in life, you know. So it's just like any way that you can overcome, you, you just got to do it to overcome it. And that's just what it just taught me, you know. Uh, I, I hear you, man. Um you mentioned Coach Harbaugh a second ago. He's crazy, right? Like he's just—he's—is he as nuts as everybody thinks he is? Uh, he get a little nuts at times, you know. You know, he get a little nuts. He he get a little out of control, you no. Know, but you know, you gotta love him for that. You know, just that just show you how much love he got for the game. Oh man, he's uh, he's it's insane, and like I can't even imagine being around that dude every day. He wants to win. What's it gonna take? Right? Yeah, that's it. He just wanted. He, he wants to win. win. That's it. It, it, players can always show. You know, you guys, when you play in the game, you can show how much you want to win by the way you tackle and the way you run and the you know just the way you your emotions show. People can see that. It it's hard for it. It's hard for you to see how much the coaches want to win. Not with that guy. But, but, you know, Derek and the rest of the guys see it in practice. That's when you see how much he wants to win. You see it it when the cameras really aren't on. You've got a great Mm -hmm. view of it. Whereas we see you in the game and say, man, that guy Derek wants to win. These coaches Mm -hmm. are crazy, man. That's all they want to do is win. Yeah. I feel like Coach Hobart kind of one of them exciting guys. You, like, behind the the scenes is like he – he can get really competitive, especially in practice. You know, he you know goes hard, but he uh, he offensive guy, so it would be a lot of competing between our our D coordinator and Coach Harbaugh. You know, and Coach Harbaugh always want to take the last take the last shot and get the and get the win over us. So that's how much he loves his game. All right. So what's it going to take on Monday? Like you know, you 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 can celebrate this one, enjoy it, but you got obviously a much more important game coming up in a couple of days. What's it going to mm-hmm. take for you guys to end up being national champions? 
Uh, really, you know, just making sure everyone take care of their body, uh, getting in the film run, and just having a great week of practice. You know, you know they got a great they got a great team, and we got a great team, so it's gonna be a great game, and it's just on us. You know, this week a uh, great preparation. Uh, he is Derek Moore. Derek, what all can we plug for you? Twitter, Instagram, where can folks back this way be giving you a follow? Uh, you can give me a follow on Twitter or Instagram. Um, it's Big Eight D Moore. Um, you know that's really it. Big it's like it's Big Eight B I G Eight, and then D Moore D M O O R E. Yeah, give I'm, on Twitter, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Give him a follow in both spots. Uh, Derek, it's been a pleasure, you know, for me getting involved with the St. Francis family and the way that Coach Masai and, and Nick and everybody over there has welcomed me in. I, I can only mm-hmm. tell you how much this means to them to see what it is that you're doing, the season that you've been having and putting up the numbers. And you say you might have a shot at the league. Yo, it's you're going to be in the league. There's no doubt about it at this <laughs> point. Um, Derek, best of luck on Monday. Thank you so much for taking the time for us today. Thank you. Appreciate you having me on. Absolutely, man. Derek Moore, Baltimore native, Michigan defensive lineman, getting ready for uh, the national championship game Monday night against Washington. And uh, really cool, really cool local story. And obviously it's not just Derek Moore. As I mentioned, Blake Corum's not actually from Baltimore. Blake Corum is from um, Northern Virginia, ended up playing at St. Francis. Still, like he was somebody who cared about this community a lot while he was here. And did a lot of things to try to lift up the area around St. Francis, which I appreciated. So, um, neat, neat local story. Neat local story with Derek Moore and the fact that and he also early in the game had a sack on Monday night. Has played really good football season long. Today's show also brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Griffin, you want to clue everybody in because they're about to run out of time to take advantage of this great offer. That's exactly right. Uh, the second chance to win promotion. You only have less than less than uh, f- less than forty eight hours now uh, through January fourth. If luck wasn't on your side at a recent bet at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino Hotel Maryland, well, there is a simple answer. You can turn those losses into winning opportunities with the second chance to win promotion. And there is, uh, yeah, Thursday, tomorrow. It's the last day to get in on it. All Live Casino Hotel Maryland Rewards members will be able to enter their losing bet slips into the second chance to win drum. And uh, in two nights a week, one night left. Uh, tomorrow night, 20 different winners will be chosen with prizes ranging from Live Casino Hotel Maryland apparel, sports and social ultimate happy hour prizes, plus cash and free play worth up to $500 only at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Adirondo Mills must be 21. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit helpmygamblingproblem.org. All right, go ahead. We don't have to take a break here. We can uh, just keep moving along on a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program. Get me your responses at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio as well. I feel like there was something that I was wanting to get into today, and then Drew came in like a you know crazed lunatic, and then I just utterly forgot what I was going to try to get into. Oh, this one was good from Dave. Dave said, Glenn, who does end up playing the bulk of the game at quarterback if Lamar is not going to play? Do you think it's Huntley, or do they think they want to protect him? We brought this up yesterday. It, it's an awkward spot, I do think, because in a way I feel like you think you owe it to Tyler Huntley to let him go out and play because he's going to be a free agent and you want him to give him the opportunity to showcase himself. But, yeah, I mean, if Lamar, something were to happen in a playoff game, Tyler Huntley would be the guy you want to put in. So I don't know that you really want to risk him getting hurt either. It could be a Malik Cunningham special 
on Saturday against the Steelers. We'll see. Joining us now, normally on Tuesdays, but we had another holiday this week. He, of course, is our college sports guru. You follow him on Twitter at Discourse, D1S Course. He's our friend, Mr. Patrick Stevens, and he's with us once again here on GCR. Patrick, Happy New Year. Appreciate you as always. Thank you for taking the time for us this morning, sir. Thanks so much for having me, and Happy New Year to you as well. Um, Patrick, I, I know you weren't there last night, and I don't know if you had the opportunity to watch the game or not. I, I, I don't really know what else there is to say. That I'm not all that surprised by what happened with Maryland last night. I don't. I just don't really know at this point how any of it's changing. No, and, and you know, I, I haven't watched it because I'm one of those people that refuses to pay for streaming services. Nah, so, I get that. Um, which, which should not surprise you in the slightest. Um, but, uh, you know, when you, when you size up the numbers for this thing, like they didn't make any outside shots, basically, 5 of 22, 22%. So that was normal. You, know, you would have said, you know, he's probably going to hit his marks. Uh, and sure enough, he goes for 23 and 12. So... I, I think you're, you're met, the way you measure defensive success against Purdue is what can you do to stop all the other dudes? And when they go 9-20 from three, yeah. well, that, that's not going to quite cut it either. Um, and and I, think, I think if you're Maryland, you have to figure out a way to get Julian Reese going at this point. I mean, that's a, that was, what, one point against UCLA and zero against Purdue? Was that the, was that yeah. the final numbers? Yeah, that's not... Um, for those two games? So, look... This is not a team that's going anywhere unless its best dudes play well. And, you know, Jameer Young probably didn't play great, uh, not surprisingly coming off of an illness, but still got to 26 with a good second half. Um, you know, Dante Scott had 8-7 and seven in 33 minutes, and Julian Reese didn't score in 34 minutes. Like, that just isn't going to cut it. And it's a little easier to brush it off against Purdue and you say, well, that's – arguably the best team in the country. Uh, but there's there's another, what, another 17 of these to come for Maryland, and you've got to figure out a way for the Terps to get your best guys going. Because if not, it, it's going to be it's going to be a slog not dissimilar, uh, maybe not quite as bad, uh, but not dissimilar to the team that I did see last night, which was Georgetown, um, which basically decided not to play any defense in the second half. Nice. At least Maryland is playing defense, which – I think you have to at least give them a little bit of credit on, on sure. that front that they're that they're playing reason, reasonably well, you know, with an asterisk obviously dealing with Purdue and you know the challenges that that team yeah. pre- presents to you. I, that is is one hundred percent true. Um, I, I just, it's not like they've quit or something like that. I, I I know everything you're saying. I just don't know how many games you're yeah. going to be winning. It, 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 it's the the issue. The issue is quite simple. They're simply not good enough yeah. at this point. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, no, nobody, everybody wants to dance around that sort of conclusion for darn near any time type of team in any type of sport, but that's just the reality. They're, they're not as good as a top 20 team right now. They're probably not as good as the top 40 team right now. And in, until their offense gets better, and you know, there's no free agency, so you have to have <laughs> players get better as opposed to just simply finding dudes uh, off the street that are going to help you. Uh, then essentially the path to victory for them is going to be, you know, 64, 61, 63, 58, that sort of thing. Um, so even the best of times are probably not going to be that easy to watch here over the next couple of months. So they're going to keep playing the games, um, and they're going to go from there, and we'll continue to respond to them. I, w- I will 
a criticism that I have heard from Maryland fans is that the roster wasn't constructed well, that it wasn't put together with guys in defined roles that they needed. And I, I don't know what to make of this, because I do think that part of the problem is there was a lot more expected of Deshaun Harris-Smith than what they have seen so far. Like, I, I, I don't know like, who to blame that on. It, was there a roster construction problem for Maryland going into the year? Well, I think there's a couple things there. There's, there's expecting freshmen to be bigger impact guys than they've been. Um, and, and Harris Smith is at the top of that list, but Kaiser's in that group sure, too. Sure. Um, and, and, and when you, when you think of both of those guys, you think about the three point shooting, right? Like Ky- Kaiser's hit a few more of late. Harris Smith is what? Seven of 38 for the season, which just is not going to get it done in 2024. Um, I think you expected Dante Scott to be better than he has been in aggregate. He's been a little bit better over the last month or so than he had been in, in November and early December. And, and I also think they expected certain guys, um, whether they were newcomers like Jordan Geronimo or, or some holdovers, to take significant steps. And they're putting together seasons that are largely in line with their track records. Uh, and so there's probably a little bit of wishful thinking there. Uh, yeah, I, I know that there's the the argument. Oh, well, the shooting might be better if Chance Stevens, the Loyola Marymount transfer, was eligible. Yeah, maybe, uh, but that wasn't a guy that was a huge impact guy in the West Coast Conference. So right. yeah, they probably would. They'd probably be making an extra three or two a game if that guy was out there, and that would help. Um, but I don't know if it would help them to the point where we would be thinking that this was uh, a, a offense capable of creating problems for the best teams in the Big Ten. So. I, I, I don't think it's unfair to criticize the roster construction. Uh, you know, it, it's, it, it reminds me a little bit of, you know, the, the last tournament team that Mark Turgeon had, where that, that roster construction was not good, but the in-season coaching was really good. Uh, I think for this team, it just, uh, it, it's very much a, uh, an incomplete at this point. But I, I don't disagree that there probably needed to be one or two more pieces that were a little more equipped to help immediately than, than what Maryland has right now. Patrick Stevens is with us here on GCR. Um, on the local front, I, not a whole lot of, of positives to talk about. I know, you know, Towson played a D3, and so they rolled, and, and they continue to kind of be like the only real – I don't know, bright light um, as far as hopes for there to be interesting basketball being played moving towards March around here. Yeah, uh, they are 7-6 and six now as they head into league play. And an interesting opening week for them um, in, in the CAA. They go to Monmouth, which is a lot better uh, in year two in the CAA. Um, King Rice's team, he brought, his, he brought his son in as a grad transfer from Bucknell, Xander Rice, uh, and has really... Uh, helped that team a great deal. Uh, they've won at West Virginia, which isn't vintage West Virginia by any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, they're certainly a lot better than they were a season ago. And then they get UNC Wilmington at home. Uh, Wilmington, they'll see again on the very last day of the regular season. Uh, but that's one of those early marker-type games for them. Can they, can they be in that mix with Wilmington and Hofstra and Charleston and Drexel, which look great, in thrashing Hampton the other day in the, in the first CAA game that anybody played. this So uh, I will tell you, having seen uh, UMBC since we last spoke, uh, it was a weird game that they played. They were 
down 22 with 12 minutes to play against American and got it back to two. Um, UMBC still is not playing defense at, at a level that is going to be good enough uh, to, to, to win enough games in the America East to make a run at that league. Uh, but it was a weird game where you're sitting there thinking this is not – what you're watching isn't good, and then they played 12 really good inspired minutes and you talk to Jim Ferry after the game, he's like, I know it didn't look like it, but I think we're getting better. Um, but they've also lost five in a row, and they open league play against Bryant and Vermont and UMass Lowell. I mean, they play the three, what I think is going to be the three best teams in the America East all in a row. So uh, I, I think there's definitely in the next 10 days or so an opportunity for UMBC to do something uh, and maybe get some attention. They, they go to Vermont and Lowell next week on a, on a two games in three days swing in new England. Uh, but it, it, it's, it's a scenario where uh, they kind of need this. They, they need to get stuff together pretty soon here. And for two months, you know, Jim Ferry was saying, you know, this is all about conference play and, you know, progressing towards that and certainly can respect that. Uh, and I can respect even more the fact when he spoke after that loss to American on Friday, like, it's getting a little frustrating as a coach that, you know, it's conference play and, and this, we're still kind of wondering about stuff. So I, I think for the Retrievers, uh, those, these next three games are going to be pretty telling as to whether they're anywhere in the same league as, as some of the best teams in the American East. Um, on the national front, we didn't really talk about it last week because the, the details were just kind of coming out, but um, an, an awful situation at Illinois with Terrence Shannon being arrested and, you know, clearly there's far more important things involved in that conversation than basketball, but from a basketball standpoint, pr- presumably sort of changes what the expectations can be for Illinois, correct? Yeah, it probably it probably brings the, the ceiling down a little bit. Um, but, you know, to their credit, they've gone out and won a pair of games by 30 points since then. Now, one of them was against Fairleigh Dickinson, which is not, you know, not at the same level that it was last season. But one of them was against Northwestern last night, which I, I did not see them pounding Northwestern by 30 coming. But Northwestern's kind of a weird team where you really don't know what the heck to right. expect. So um, we'll definitely get a barometer on what Illinois is really going to look like without its best player in its next two games. They go to Purdue on Friday. They get Michigan State at home next Thursday. So that will, that will reveal plenty. Uh, and then after those two games, uh, it's an Illini team that could be in a pretty foul mood, and guess who comes to town? Champaign, Maryland. So, sheesh, sheesh. All right, let's uh, let's play our game. Can Patrick Stevens name the MLB teams that this player has played for? And we've been uh, having fun with some managers recently. I've got another one for you. This one actually started. I didn't not realize how early he started managing. But uh, five teams as a manager for a man that, of course, won four World Series titles. He is Joe Torre. Joe Torre took over as a player manager with the Mets in, I believe, 1977. Yes. And managed managed them through, what, 81 or so? That's 81, correct. And then it was off to Atlanta from 82 to 85, maybe? 84, but yeah, sure, pretty good. Okay. And then he got a he got a look in the in the post Whitey Herzog years in St. Louis. Sure did. Um, am I remembering nineteen ninety to ninety four? So oh, ninety five. Yeah, ninety five. 
Okay, and then the Yankees from 1996 to 2007 or eight. 2007. And then the L.A. Dodgers uh, in 08 to maybe 2010 or so. I mean, that's impossible. That's absolutely impossible. Yeah. This is a yeah. this is a gap. That's that's a, is, he knows. Yes, he knows, he knows these things. No, no, no. Correct. He knows all in advance. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. This is like no, magic. No, no, no. This, this is, is like not, Shin Lim. No, the it's smoke not any did of not that. really come out of the cards. This is every time we do. No play one this knows game, this. Every time we play this game, I find myself. How is how is that possible? How is that possible? Maybe maybe we should maybe we should play this game when I'm in for our lacrosse preview in a couple. Weeks. I a hundred percent. I I think people can get that reminder. All right, so Jeez, I got a six team guy who actually was yeah. playing last year. Two-time All-Star. Huh. Now, currently not on a team, and we'll see. Two-time All-Star. All right. Two-time All-Star. Let me play, too. No, no, you don't get to play. Settle down over there. Well, I might know it. No. One, this is the catch. I know there's. it's impossible you're getting one of the teams for this guy because he played one game there. One. Okay. One. Gene Segura. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I can do this. Uh, this is... This is this is not I got, good. I got um, three for the record. I got three teams for Gene Segura. Well, let's go ahead and and put. He, he was definitely in Arizona, right? Of course, he was spent a year in Arizona. One year in Arizona for Gene Segura. He was in Philadelphia. He correct? was in Philadelphia for four years. That's the one that I remember him most for. Um, was he? And this gets dicey now. I'll, I'll acknowledge that I am. I am struggling a little bit on his whereabouts. Was he in Milwaukee? He was in Milwaukee was. for four years. For four years. You're That's missing another thought. easy one. There's a two-year stint, including an all-star appearance. Uh, Gene Segura, was he in Seattle? That, was that the, is it. That was the other one. So now you're okay. missing where he was last year and was still... No, he wasn't helpful. He hit 219. He slashed 219, 277, 270. <laughs> he did not have a good year last year. Okay. Uh, Gene Segura last year. Um, hmm. Was he? Uh, was he in Colorado? No. And I'm going to say close, but I, it's going to end up throwing you off probably when I say close. Because okay. Uh, so I, I was think. I'll throw. I'll throw. Yeah, I'll throw one more. I, I have two teams in mind that it might be. Um, I don't know who the one game cameo was, but maybe Kansas City. So no, did, Drew. Do you happen to know? I thought Toronto was the Toronto was the other team. I Toronto. was thinking last year. Yeah, I thought he was with Cincinnati last no, year. No, he was a Marlin last year. Yeah, Griffin knew that. And then the one game at the beginning of his career in twenty twenty two in twenty twelve with the Angels played one game the for the Los okay. Angeles Angels. And then we'll uh, the Chaser four teams again. This one is goofy because one of them was a four game stint. Tony Armis is the other name I have for you. Tony Armis, Oakland. Yes. Boston. Yep. We are to- yeah okay we are talking yes, original that, yes that Tony correct Armis. correct that Tony Armis yes. Uh, California. Yes. Now in 1976 he began his career playing four games for. Okay, so I was thinking it might have been on the back end no. of his career that he had. Um, so yeah, this is, this is just going to be a shot in the dark that, um, I, what if I gave you a hint? Let, it's, it's a team that Tony Armis Jr. also played for. 
I don't know if that's going to get the job done yeah, or not. Was he one. in? A, was was Tony Armas the elder in Pittsburgh at the start? That's the one. Four games. The Pittsburgh Pirates. Well done, sir. What's your schedule look like this week? I'm going to go uh, catch some Patriot League basketball tonight. Navy with its conference opener against Boston University. Uh, we'll check out uh, Mount St. Mary's uh, as it resumes Metro Atlantic play on uh, on Friday. They play Canisius. Uh, on Saturday, kind of an interesting uh, set of options. I haven't quite finalized it yet, but I'll tell you that Wilmington-Towson game has a lot of appeal. Uh, and then uh, we get ourselves to something I know that you and I hold very dear. Miak uh, Monday, the start, baby. The start of Miak Monday uh, on m- this coming Monday. Uh, two options, Delaware State at Morgan State or Maryland Eastern Shore at Coppin State. So hmm. you will you will find me in one of those two gyms come Monday night. This is where it. dreams are made. I at, love it. I love at it. Discourse, D1S Course on Twitter is how you follow him. Patrick Stevens, appreciate you, sir. I am actually on vacation next week, but I will talk to you yes. in two weeks. Sorry. Yes. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Patrick Stevens with us here on GC. We should ask him about Timberlake. Why? What do you well, want just to get his summary so far. Okay. What he's done. Not Justin. I, I know. I'm aware. They're pretty good. I they mean, are good. They're pretty good. I still cannot get over. It would be like you saying to me, dude, I uh, can't come out with you this Sunday. Why not, Glenn? I'm calling the game with uh, Charles Davis on CBS. I'd be like, well, <laughs> right. you? Right. Nerdy Glenn Clark? Now, wait a second. Like Nick now, Le- I'm not sure where that came from. Timberlake playing for Kansas is like you doing a CBS game. To me. Now, wait a second. I don't know That's how I feel a compliment. About any of that. I don't know how I feel about any of that. I swear, when I saw that this year, the no, first I know. box I was, score. I was surprised. Because yeah, I'm out of the loop in the summer when it comes to like guys leaving and stuff. And it said Timberlake. I'm like, can't be the, can't be the same guy. Where uh, Did you sell all of your tickets that you needed to sell? All gone. They're all gone. Amazing. Well, I mean, people are pretty fired up. People are pretty excited about I, it. I, I, I've been saying this for, and biggest reason I did this was, you know, I'm much older than you. And in 1983, this keep this keeps coming back to me. And I say this to my son all the time. And I'll say it to anybody right now who's 25 or 30. You you go watch these games, and you just think because because you just think it happens all the time. Yep. And I I I remember like it was yesterday, getting in Chris Evans' car in Glen Burnie and driving to Memorial Stadium at 11 o'clock at night after they won game five and and being on the fence in front of the stadium as the buses pulled in at 1.45 in the morning. I remember like it was yesterday. Me, Tony Waleka, Bruce Hand, Pete McQuaid, Chris Evans. I remember like it was yesterday. And you you just think, oh, hell, this will be, we'll do this again in four years. It'll be fun. And we haven't had that since, right? And... I realize we've had it twice with the Ravens, but we've never had Not, this. There hasn't been an AFC championship game in Baltimore since 1970. Right. So if this game happens, this is not hyperbole. If this game happens on the 28th of January, it'll be the biggest sporting event in this town's history since 1970. You think it would be bigger than the 1983 World Series? I, I, I do, because it hasn't happened in... I understand what you're saying. Some years, I, I, we we had 
71, 79, 83. Right. This, or, or if you want to just for purposes of not arguing, it's the biggest game since 1983. It's for sure. There's no debate that it's the, the biggest The first Ravens home game at Memorial Stadium yeah. was wild. But no one in the stadium cared if we won or lost. Correct. It was just the impossibility of what was No occurring. one cared. Yep. yep. We went back into there in the stadium. We all cried. They they kicked off and were like, holy hell, we, we got football back. Yeah, this is real. No, we, we, we could have lost 31 to 10. We yep. wouldn't have cared. This will be and and this would be the most significant game. Someone said to me yesterday, "What's the biggest Ravens home football game ever?" And I don't think there's any arguing this, other than the first one. The biggest game ever was the Peyton Manning. It was the Colts coming back here in the playoffs the year when when we went thirteen and three or fourteen and two, whatever it was, and McNair was asleep. That that's the biggest game we've ever had here, in my opinion. In this stadium. That was without debate. In this stadium. Yes, without any. It's the biggest game a ever. A thousand percent. This game would be two times that. I, I'm going to write this down right now. I'm going to tell you something right now. If this game gets played, the get in for the tickets, the get in oh yeah, will be, be $1,500. It's going to be astronomical. And I, the lower deck that. tickets will be $2,500. It'll be insane. Oh, it'll be bonkers. I, I agree with that part. That and I wrote be... this today. Like I, I feel like I know this is going to sound weird because we've, we've had a f- our fair share of success, but I, I really feel like this is owed to us. And part of that might be because of what the Orioles have put us through for the last 30 years, eh. and I feel like it's owed to us, but I, I feel like we're owed some good grace. I, I think it's more of an anomaly. I think it's it's bizarre that the Ravens haven't hosted an AFC championship. Agree with that, that, too. Franchise, but that just goes to show you how hard it is. I don't disagree with that, but it's it's more weird than anything else. And it's also a testament to how good the AFC North is. Like With all due respect to, I'm not, and I mean this, this is not one of those, with all due respect, now let me trash you. No one is suggesting that the Chiefs haven't been exactly as good as they've been or that the Patriots weren't exactly as good as they were. Yeah, no one but fluked when, their way in. When they were playing in the divisions they were playing in, it made it a billion times easier for them to stockpile wins and make it an easier trip to hosting playoff sure. games through the AFC and Championship. And people, people also forget, and I, and this is important to remember about next weekend, and I know, I know what you're going to say, well, the last two times we had it, it blew up in our face. There is, there is an, an New England is a great testament to this, right? There is an enormous benefit to not playing next week, because while you're not playing, right. it's other teams going to be losing their players. Correct. correct. So the, the New England, and and I know what you mean when you say no disrespect, and it's true. But New New England won as much as they won. A, they had the best quarterback ever. Correct. B, they had home games. Yes. And they lost some of those, too. Jets beat them. We beat them. wasn't like they were infallible at home. But for the most part, <clears throat> the clock always ran out. You were losing when you went up there. Um, it, it's, it's, if this game happens, it's going to be insane. It, it is. It it's going to be insane. When you say it, it feels like it's owed, I would say it's way more of a, it's extraordinarily weird that it hasn't happened. And it's just one of those things that, like, should have happened just so that we don't ever have to, like, it's it's so bizarre that it hasn't happened that it shouldn't exist. Let's just fix that, and that way we can never talk about the fact that the Ravens have never hosted here's, an AFC Here's the one thing, one warning shot I would fire to people, and this is different than a regular season game. If you're going to get a ticket for this game, 
on on the secondary market. If you don't have the ability to get a ticket from the Ravens or from someone like I was doing where I was fortunate enough to get a bunch of tickets and get a group together, if you don't have that ability, buy your ticket today on a secondary market today. Today. Yeah. If you wait, this is not a regular season game. Because in the regular season, yeah, the game's might, getting played. Correct. And if you put down your your 700 and it snows or rains and you don't want to go, you lose your 700. Yeah. And, and it's also not a regular season game in that typically on in a regular season game, typically, if you wait it out the day before, someone's yeah, going to end up Right. Right. This game, do not wait. And if something weird happens... And they go sideways, you're going to get your money back. So if they don't win, yeah, it's either going to happen, and you're going to be at the AFC Championship game, or, or not. Right. Correct. And, and if you wait this out, right. Remember, I told you this today. If you wait this out, you are going to pay through the roof. Well, and, if, and if you want to make the comparison, somebody, don't wait it out. Somebody at the beginning of the year might have bought tickets to this to Week 18, thinking Ravens Steelers to end the season is going to be massive. And now they have a you, you can't give it away. A, a meeting, you got to give a me worth, a dollar, right, to go. a worthless ticket. Whereas one of two things is going to occur: you're either going to be at the AFC Championship game, or you're going to have your money back, and it's like it never. Yeah, I, I don't. Everybody will tell you I don't know much. I, I one thing I know is ticketing. And there's two things I know: golf, ticketing, and Springsteen. You there's you do things, not. So you know, I know. Right. Yeah. You do not. Two other things. You do not want to wait this out. You, if you wait this out and they beat the Browns or the Jaguars, yeah, the, the build is you're, you're right. <laughs> there's not going to suddenly be people saying I'm not interested in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Just don't wait it. This out. isn't going the other way. Right. I do agree with that. Right. If these knuckleheads don't win in two weeks, <laughs> Lord, what that. a crazy off season. Nah, they're that. gonna win. They're 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 this. They're just not the same. I agree. As they've I, been in the past, I wholeheartedly agree. They're just not the same. All right, we got to take one more break. What? Yeah. We've got a Jeez lot a going whiz. on. And we still got to get to segment number one of the Tyus Bowser show from last night with Malik Ham. So we still got to do that. Today's right. show. I, I, I don't know. I thought you had other. Pl- I thought you would be I had at to like go the, take a. I had to talk to a But college. I thought like on Wednesdays you would be at the rectory or something like no, that. No, I'm off on Wednesdays. I've just. I'm, usually what happens is I am either play golf or I come with you. And, it's and too, today, I'm, I was going to say, is it too cold to play yeah, golf? And I'm, I'm not in the golf mood right now. i got a lot of business stuff going on. <laughs> I just have a lot of business stuff happening. Okay, but you, you just said the words, I'm not in the golf mood right now. Today. Oh, today. Uh, okay, won't tomorrow, be tomorrow you'll be fine. I just got, got stuff going on. and I like, like I haven't met you. i got a <laughs> like, college, yeah. couple college coaches I'm talking to about some kids. The and, other day, I was talking to my cousin about why I had lost my voice. I'm like, I've been home. My kids have been home for the last two weeks. All I've been doing is yelling at my kids. That's all the last two weeks have been. Is me screaming, get off of that, stop doing that. Like that's I'm Put yelling. Put your clothes on. I'm yelling correct. Right. I'm yelling at my kids for two straight weeks and it's gonna take a toll on me at some point. And my wife says, Well, I don't yell at, my, at the kids. And I turn around. That's and the said, problem. What, wait, no, no, it's a lie. And oh, I turn around oh, and said, oh, Why oh. are we just out of here lying in front like what why did you wake up today and say, I'm just going to lie? Just flatly lie in front of everyone. Like I don't see you. I see you. I'm home. I watch the same thing. Right. Like, Who are you again? Right. Like, why did you just... Like, you want to say that in front of my cousin and I'm not here. That's one thing. Yeah, Glenn yells at him all the time. I hardly ever yell at him. It's no wonder they're scarred. You can, you can push that off as being some sort of factual... I'm... I live with you. 
We share a bed. I see it. You yell at the kids exactly, and you have to. Nobody's mad about it. Until you yell, they don't listen. Somebody always says, she said to me one day, she's like, well, why are you yelling? I said, because if I tell them to do something, they say, kids, clean up. We got to go to, we, we got to leave. Show there her, will be no response. Show her None. the, um, I don't remember who did the interview. Show her the, who did the interview with Marilyn Manson? The big, really good one. <laughs> I don't know. Letterman did, did one that was No, no, no. This was, who did that one? This was a good sit down with Marilyn Manson and whoever it was. Oh, it was um, Bill O'Reilly. Okay. And he said, why the, why the foul language? Why the crazy dress? Why all of the loud? Why all of the... Why all? Why everything? And Marilyn Manson said, "Well, because sometimes you just have to make an impact." Okay. So just give that to yeah. Just, that's a little bit. Like, just give you got to make an impact. Just give it to. I swear. Why are you yelling at the kids all the, the time? The third time just, I say, you have "Boys, to. we got to get ready to go. We, you have to clean up and get your shoes on." Boys, we're leaving in it. Boys, it's right. got until well, you. Well, just wait until they're sixteen. Yeah. And you have to get them up. Well, yeah, that's a different. Right, sure, that's a different thing. It's. I've never, my son, I've never seen you, anything like it. Until I yell, nothing that I'm saying. No doubt. Is, it's, it's of no, no importance. No doubt. Until I yell. They're just like dogs. It's, it's a lot like that. They're just You're like 100% dogs. right. It's come a here. lot like that. Come here, and they don't come. When you yell, they come. Yep. Bill Burr had it right. You shouldn't be allowed to hit them. But you should be allowed to threaten them that you're going to hit them. That's a great point. Great point. They're threatening. <laughs> threatening. Just yeah, right? Like, you don't do this. I'm going to punch you right in exactly the face. Exactly right. Come back in. I don't know what we'll do. Drew's still here. We've got to talk golf. Do we? Oh, First tournament a, of the year. tournament this weekend. What the hell is that? It's January 3rd. we got golf, man. Come on. Sure. I got I got you three winners. Ooh. I can't. Let's bet. Take them over to the Green Turtle Sportsbook. By all means, tell <laughs> everybody. Come back. It. Let nope. me give you the three nope. bets. Let him tell about no, the when green we come turtle. Come back. We'll do that, but let him tell everybody about the green turtle. You take I'm those end bets. End up treating you like I treat my kids. To the Green Turtle Sportsbook uh, at uh, every Thursday, the Green Turtle Sportsbooks in Towson, Canton. They're offering you a free ten dollars bet on uh, on whatever you want. You can experience the ultimate destination for game day excitement: great food and live in-person betting. So go check out the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton, or both, and go pick up your free bet, make some money while enjoying some uh, some food, and uh, I guess some golf in this case, uh, the Green Turtle Sportsbooks. All right. Um, when we come back in, Drew will tell us the names of golfers that will win this golf tournament, I guess, and then we'll do a tidbit tubular. And Tyus Bowser. That's all in the way. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Brace yourselves for an unparalleled game day experience at the new Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbook in Canton and Towson. Experience the thrill of live, in-person betting with Baltimore's only state-of-the-art Vegas viewing TV experience. Choose between a person-to-person experience with their on-site tellers or the convenience of their self-bet kiosks to place your bets. Gather your betting buddies and head over to the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks today. Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton. The ultimate destination for game day excitement, Great food and live in-person betting. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Go to mdgamblinghelp.org. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit. Stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. 
Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on. Where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat. The Casas Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding, and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of specials Monday through Friday. And the staples of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasInn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your steam crab orders. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria? A.J. Michaels, Heating and Air Conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, ajmichaels.com. Come for a game, stay for everything else. Book an unforgettable fall getaway in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouth-watering eats, and endless entertainment. Treat yourself to a staycation in the heart of downtown or try one of the city's many charming neighborhood hotels. And don't miss out on packages for free parking, breakfast, and more. Plan your stay at baltimore.org slash hotels. Don't forget about Project Game Day after every Ravens game this season. It's kind of like this show, except Rita's also there, so I actually think it's pretty good. But hey, you're already here now, so why don't you go ahead and keep listening to GCR? All right. Uh, we are winding down for a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program. Let me give you three winners. Uh, I'm going to yeah. give you four winners. Okay, sure. This Just is What is the name of this tournament? The Century. It used to be the Tournament of Champions, but they need more players in the field now. So. Um, oh, they used century, to, you had to have won a tournament. Yeah, now you have play. to finish in the top 50 on the money list. It's still a really good field. Okay. It's not, there's no S breathers in the field. It's all the names you know. Um, Taylor plus, Gooch. He's on live. Yeah. We don't talk about him. Okay. Plus 1600, your winner of the tournament, oh, I believe. Oh. Down. Yeah. Xander Chauvelet. I've heard of him. Okay. I've heard of him. Plus 2800, another great chance to win. Plus 2800, Tony Finau. Plus 3300. I think this guy's going to have a huge year. Sung J M. This place is a birdie fest. You, you just got to make birdies. These guys can all make birdies. And then my long shot, I'm always going to go with this dude until he wins. Plus 6,600 this week. Denny McCarthy. Ah, that's, uh, that's your guy. Birdie fest, great putter. Golf course, not terribly long. He's a little length challenged. Not terribly long. Um, we looked at the weather this morning. The weather's supposed to be good there. He... We'll give, me, give me those four guys. Put ten each. It's forty bucks. It's the same amount of money you'd spend if you took you and your three friends to five guys. Put forty bucks on. All right, there you go. Those are Drew's. Those are Drew's winners for the the century. And you can make that thing a hundred percent. I told you this from Jump really, Street. Yeah. And you kept poo pooing me. I told you from the beginning. Just put the thing onto a hundred. Okay. 
Just put Lamar the Lamar meter to 100. So what's your? You, there's a guarantee on the other side, though. If you're going to guarantee something, you have to be willing to offer. What oh, you're I'll, do I'd on the eat other that side. thing again. Right, you just want to eat that thing again. That's the problem. All right, I I'll eat a large order of chicken fried rice from over at um. You still owe us Asian Kitchen. Oh yeah, let's go there soon. I agree. When you tell me. I'm going to be away know. next week, so don't pick me. Well, we, I was going to go next week. Yeah, I can't do that next week. Going to be on a boat. But uh, the Ravens will, will get to the Super Bowl, or I'll eat a whole order of chicken fried rice. No, wait, wait, wait. Ichiban. You, you said the Ravens will get to the Super Bowl. they got to win the Super Bowl. They'll win the Super Bowl, or I'll eat a large thing of Ichiban. Yeah, but you were going to do that any, anyway. I know. That's the problem. It doesn't mean anything. you got to do something. you got to. I'll eat two orders. There you go. <laughs> That's our guy. That's our guy, Drew Forrester, his winners. <laughs> Tidbit is brought to you today by Pressbox's print issue. It is our annual best of issue, honoring and recognizing the top people, performances, and moments of the year. On the cover, the team of the year, the Orioles, Mo Gabba, Sports Person of the Year, Brandon Hyde. Go get it today for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms and the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox or read it all, pressboxonline.com. Uh, Caitlin Clark last night, of course, uh, she scored 40 points. Here she's good. Yeah, she's all right. Um, 40 points. She made eight threes and, of course, the game winner at the buzzer. Um, there have only been, across the WNBA, NBA, uh, all of college basketball, There, she is only the third player to do this, uh, the, to accomplish those three things uh, over the last 20 seasons. Any idea, any guess at who uh, the other two players, they're both in the NBA, the other two players to have 40 points, eight made threes, and the game winner. 40 points, eight made threes, and the game winner. They're currently in the NBA. Um, One of them is still active, yes. They, Who is Babe Ruth? Thank you. Dynamite. Um, I was going to say Dougie McBuckets. N- no. Who I did not realize was still in the NBA. He's playing with the Spurs. Hmm. He's with the Spurs. They, uh, they did it while in the NBA. Did it? Oh, in the yeah, NBA. Sorry, it's not nearly as. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, how about uh, James Harden? Not James Harden. How about Kevin Durant? Not Kevin. How about Steph Curry? Not Steph. How about you're the right right Clay track, Thompson? Clay. Not Clay Thompson. Say warmer. Say warmer. I'd say warmer with that. Like he's not. They're they're not like. Well, yeah, one of them is a star. Yeah. What? This is not great. I'm thinking three-point specialists, but one of them is a star, I guess. So I don't know what hints. you're ignore you're, my hints. Yeah, you're really not helping in any way. Do you want? Do you, all right, do you want to keep guessing or just give it to you? Uh, maybe, maybe just give it to us. Uh, Ray Allen. Well, he was a, a hell of he was a star and a three-point yeah. shooter. Uh, right. Seattle SuperSonics in 2006 yeah. accomplished this, yeah. and, and this the player current did it NBA twice. player, yeah, is, current NBA player, but it's not a star. Uh, no, he is. Go ahead. Damian Lillard. What? You suggested. I was going to say Ray Allen was like a little. What? Say he's a little below. Ray Allen is they a don't Hall build of a Famer. Franchise. They did. They did. Mm-hmm. Yes, they did. All right. Had to go to Had to go to Boston to give up. figure give it up. out. You're right. Same did, so did Kevin Garnett. Is Kevin Garnett not a star? Uh, yeah, I guess he's a star. Just stop saying Ray- nonsense things. I'm not saying nonsense. Ray Allen is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Oh God! Greatest, one of the the greatest. You one of the said greatest he three wasn't a star. Well, that's why I started walking back a little bit. Oh, you, you should Damien. walk back to the locker room. Ray Allen was a. He said he, he rock wasn't star. a star. He was crazy. Give good. up. I just give up. Um, do you want to do another one or? I don't know. 
I don't know after I guess this, it's 1230. This, yeah, we should. Have you seen him in that Christmas movie? What Christmas movie? I don't know. He did, Ray Allen did some kind of Christmas movie. I, I saw him in He Got Game. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of Tim Allen. Ah, there you go. There you go. Never mind. You sure you don't have to go over to the rectory? <laughs> you sure? I need to pray. Who's doing? Need to pray who's for, over there? Pray if for, you're over. Pray for the Ravens. Yeah. You Tidbit was also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. How many years did uh, Ray Allen average 20 or more points per game? Nine. How many years did he play? I'll say 10. Now I'll say eight. No, it's nine. I, I, believe, know I believe it's eight. Oh. Yeah. Believe it's anyway. check it out. One, two, three, four. He's no star. Five, six, <laughs> seven, eight. Yeah, eight. Eight years. Twenty or more points per game. Twenty's not a star. Twenty points is hard to score in the NBA. It's not a every, star. Every game. Just be un, be aware. Not a star. Yeah, Griff. That three point specialist. Well. Not a star. He could shoot, man. He's a hell of a shooter. There's no debate about that. He's All no right. JJ Redick. Right. I started with Dougie McBuckets. That's where I started. <laughs> Here's your tubular rundown for tonight. Tubular is brought to you by... Ooh, it's brought to you by Superbook. Caps and uh, Devils. It's, sure. Use the code GlennClark23 when you sign up at Superbook. You'll receive up to $250 in a same-day first bet match. Win or lose. Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app. Uh, Maryland women take on Minnesota tonight at 8 on Big Ten Network Plus. Navy hoops at home against BU. ESPN Plus at 7. Loyola's on the road at Colgate at 7 on ESPN Plus as well. Big Ten basketball tonight. Rutgers, Ohio State at 7. Indiana, Nebraska at 9 on Big Ten Network. Uh, the Under Armour High School All-American football game, 4 o'clock on ESPN. Bunch of local uh, products that are involved in that game. Heat Lakers at 10 on ESPN. Wizards Cavaliers at 7 on Monumental. Bulls Knicks at 8.30 on ABC. Hmm. Apparently, ABC is going to be running basketball games on Wednesday nights the rest of the season. Hmm. I was not aware of that. That's a thing that's going to be occurring. I'm guessing they did that because they were afraid that like the strike was going to continue and they weren't going to have any new programming. Well, but they don't have any tonight either. <laughs> that's not... You're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh... Yes, as Drew mentioned, Devil's Capital, 7.30 on TNT. All the rest I of the college basketball. I love you call Capitals. What, am I, what do you want me to call them? I, I love that. The home what team. Do you want me to, home no, team. no, no, no. Because people always just say the Caps. They're the Capitals. I don't know. Have I, some respect. I'm trying to think of a team that I refer to by a nickname. O's? I would call If I called them anything, I'd call them the Birds. Birds? I don't think i call them the O's. But I still think I... I don't call them the O's because the S shouldn't be an apostrophe. This is the important... Th- this is what's wrong with this country. Let me tell you what's uh, wrong with this country. Well, yeah, we're not this far... Is, this, is, this is part of what's going on here. We just do these things, and then we're not willing to tackle them. Right. It's like saying is, there's an edible mascot when nothing about the mascot is edible. This is what we do. We fly people in from Texas and land them, I, and we I, say I, we don't... We have no idea how they got here. Now we're, now we're going. I think I'm going to pass on that conversation. Appreciate you yeah, bringing it up. Because you're afraid. I think I'm going to pass Because on that. that's what happens. That's, that's what they've done to you. We, we are, we are did, definitely qualified to tackle this That's topic, what they've done to you. You and I are did, definitely qualified I am. for this. I'm an yeah. American. That's a great point. Thank you. Did you see somebody, uh, they, they drop them off. The tops, like trading cards thing. Someone got like, uh, they, they won a piece of random MLB memorabilia um, from an all-star. 
and so a couple days ago they finally. Well, got that could be it. that could be Ty Wiggins here. Though. Well, so they finally got it in the mail, and they were all they were they were game worn pants from All Star Wander Franco. Oh, God. yeah. Got a, I kept the receipt on that. Can oh. I send him back? Oh, I, that is. They're rough. like, I'm concerned. I might have a piece of evidence here. Yeah, <laughs> right. That is rough. So he's just gone missing. By the way, well, did they, they found find him? him? I think they did. Find oh, did they find him? Yeah, he turned they himself finally in. Found okay. him. He turned himself in. There you go. <laughs> like, hey, we got a small problem here. Not sure where Wander is. If only there was a word to describe what he was doing. He was. <laughs> oh no! Don't even start. When anger, whenever that anger dude goes to punt, it's, it takes everything I have to yeah to not say it. When have you ever not said it? Name the time <sighs> that you wish. haven't said it. Drew, I just wish. Tell me what's non-sports wise. There is unfortunately the, the coach. Nothing. We are family on Fox. This is Anthony Anderson. It's the it's the they're a sing, anger's, it's a singing anger, show. Anger's anger. Oh, it's a it's it's about a someone who's the relative of yeah, a celebrity. Yeah. It's like guess what celebrity this. You know relative. what? That's what's wrong with this country. <laughs> that's what's wrong with this country. Anthony Anderson I'm, is. I'm there's right, a I'm, television show. I'm ready That's it. about trying to guess if you can tell the singing voice. Of someone who's related to someone. I'm ready for it. Podcast. And I think we I could do well I'm with it. I can't believe I'm coming around on this. I think we could do well I with it. I can't believe I'm coming around on this. Uh, here's the only thing is, you, you and you, this is where you and I are different. You have to still be concerned about the things you say. You, oh, yeah. You, you give it you, up. You, oh, no. We've, we can tell. <laughs> You've got to. I'm so tired of having to. Drew hit 60, and he was like, oh, good news. I never have to wor- worry about anything I say ever again. Because that's what's wrong with this country. That's what's wrong with because this country. Because at some point, we get, we're get we afraid to say what the truth is. Or maybe we shouldn't just say anything. No, that's part no, of what's no, wrong with the no, country. No, this is where we're going to disagree. It's it's like today. You're um, part of the, what's wrong. You think you can just go on television and say that Jimmy Kimmel was on the Epstein Dude, Island. Jimmy Kimmel went nuts. And he should. Yeah, oh, no doubt. And by the way. That was terrible. Th- and, and, look, that man, was terrible. It, it, that is about as terrible as as awful terrible. and unacceptable and i terrible. look man i have avoided the aaron Rodgers discourse because like i'll just roll my that he's nuts you that mean? that dude offers nothing that guy it's almost sad it's like the rudy giuliani thing that guy would have been terrible. a beloved figure go, go for back forever. to your ayahuasca or whatever so obsessed terrible. with the idea of conspiracy theories and wanting right. them to be Ter- true terrible. that he's willing to cash in every ounce of now you were ready you want yeah. me to say this? I'll, I'll I'll tell you something. You talk about finding somebody three hundred thousand dollars. That's finable. You saying something well, about that, yeah, but, that guy, but that's legally actionable. No, but right. well, that's what yeah. I'm saying. You want to? You this dude threw a cup of water on somebody. Who gives a rat's rear end? You you, you say something like this, and and act as if you have some sort of insider knowledge that Jimmy Kimmel was on this friggin' plane. You talk about finding someone. Now that's worth finding somebody. For sure, it's em- it's embarrassing. Awful. It's embarrassing. That's what's wrong with everybody. this country. That that is what's wrong with this country. That like you just think that you can say whatever you want because you're Aaron Rodgers. I'm Aaron Rodgers, so I can just say anything. He's going to blame it on the mushrooms. I'm telling you, idiot. Absolute I'm just telling you, I'm blaming idiot. on the mushrooms. Idiot. All right. Um, well, you want to plug something? You want to? I don't know what we did here. This was this was a. I would say this was a top five bur- of all this time. This is a barn burn. You know what? It. it you and I, top five of all time on the list. I, I, I got to tell you, I think we're getting better. Yeah. <laughs> what gives you that idea? Ratings. Oh. <laughs> Drew's Morning Dish. Better com. than they were a decade ago. Or are they? Because <laughs> one person listened. <laughs>
I think they are. One person. No. Drew's morning yeah, I think dish. We're trying hard. When does the golf show come back? When does that? Uh, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, oh, we're not so sure yet. Oh, <laughs> my people are talking to their people. Oh. <laughs> Yikes! It's all Yikes. good. Oh well, no, it's fine. He had a good run. No, it. I've got to be honest with you. It lasted longer than I expected. <laughs> no doubt, and as me as well. <laughs> I did. It's all good. I we'll think we're see. gonna get through the first season. We'll see. I'll, I'll pop back in there occasionally. Oh yeah, <laughs> will you? <ya? laughs> we'll right. see. All right. Uh, Thanks for stopping by. Finau, McCarthy, Sung J.M., yep. show filet. There you go. That's your group. Thank me later. All right. Uh, thanks today to Jesus. Jake Funk, Drew Forrester, Cameron Wolf, Patrick Stevens, Derek Moore. We'll get all of it up in the greatest hit section of the- Oh, my God. It's so good. Tab at GlennClarkRadio.com. Uh, tomorrow on the program, we make picks with KZ. Also- Char- uh, Charlie Batch will join Charlie us. Batch will join us to preview the Steelers- and there's something else tomorrow. We're gonna oh, be talking with we are yes. chatting. Yes, big day. Yeah, you're very excited. I didn't know you were such a whip snakes guy. We I didn't finally got our team. The, we finally got our team. I had no idea that you were you're a big you were. Well, I mean, whips. everyone's going to be. So I don't know. I just didn't realize that it meant that much to you. Of course, you it's have going a to hat. Be. You got a you got a whole thing. We finally going got our third pro team. Sure, something like that. Um, we're going to be chatting with Jim Stagnetta, the uh, head coach of the Maryland Whip Snakes, tomorrow on the show as well. That's the snake oil thing. I don't know if I we can steal that, I don't wanna, but I think we should I start it. I think I we should start that. it. I, think I don't want to do that. Thanks, everybody at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners, Live Casino and Hotel, Mother's North Stop, AJ Michaels, Guilford All Brewery, Royal Farms, Costa Sin, Superbook Sports, The Green Turtle, your local Toyota dealer, biotoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday evening. Go Loyola, go Navy, go Maryland women. Duke sucks. We wrap up today's show, segment number one. And my apologies, we had a bit of a hiccup with the start of the recording, so it's going to sound a little bit awkward coming in. Like you're not going to miss that we were we had just introduced Malik Ham. It's a whole thing. But Tyus Bowser's show from last night with special guest Malik Ham. They're asking oh, you where you went. Now, it's even more confusing because Malik went to City College, and now we're going to get really like... We're going to go a step too far trying to explain all of it. But that's what in this town you're asking if you ask somebody where they went to school is where'd you go to high school? Okay. okay. You take a lot of pride in your high school. Right? It's a big deal. Take a lot of pride. Is this like a city or like county? Is okay. It- I'm glad you asked that. Because I've heard about I've heard about that part. Well, too. there's actually a big rivalry that involves city. So much so that Malik has actually, <clears throat> it might have come to blows at some point during the course of his prep <laughs> career. I think you should handle the interview now, actually. Yeah, I think you should ask Malik about what it was like to face Polly. Yeah. Tell, I mean, me, tell me about that. I mean, it was easy. We beat him. I never lost to Polly. Polly is our, uh, they like our rivalry school. It's like how you would look at the Steelers, kind of. Oh, wow. Okay. So they basically are Steelers. And uh, it's a big thing, the longest play high school rivalry, city, city versus Polly. And, uh, in the country. Yeah, in the country. In the country? Yeah, it's the yeah. longest high school rivalry Wait, in the country. I think it's the third oldest public school rivalry. I think that's what it was. But I, I never lost to him in my, all, for all my four years there. And it sometimes got a little emotion, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, uh, when it's like a close game or like, you know, it's like your last, it's usually like your last kind of game of the season. So you already know how that goes.
Is this a place where you play them at M&T Bank or do you play them at the high school? Yeah. Where, so where did you play? Because I don't think safety. that they play at M&T anymore. Yeah, so uh, my, when I graduated, my last year was the last game that was played at uh, M&T Bank. And uh, it was a good game. You know, we ended up winning. It was real close. You know, uh, but ever since then, now it's played. I think they played at Morgan State and uh, Towson one year. Yeah. But uh, it's a good game. It brings everybody out in the city. And, uh, you know, they be having a tailgate. That's what that's Yo, what everybody pretty much That's where everybody goes. That that's, tailgate is not even actually a tailgate. Like, they hold it somewhere else entirely because it's so massive. Yes. Like, it's yes. so badass so crazy. It's a really good time. But yeah. it's a really good time. You'd have thought it was like college, like the way I, you got yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a big deal. So I'm asking this for precautionary reasons. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know when it comes to like my high school, you know, we, we can't play them at our high schools anymore because, you know, safety reasons. So <laughs> we go to a neutral site. So that's why I was asking. Oh, I got you. Now nah, it's uh pretty. No, nah, we respect each other. Like it ain't, he, he, it ain't like glo- that. he's glossing yeah. over a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's it's come to some blows from time. Oh yeah, to time definitely. Uh, I remember my uh, junior year. We ended up we was fighting on the field against them. Oh. And it was at MIT Bank Stadium too. <laughs> but oh I mean, yeah, definitely comes probably blows, why they don't have like, it there anymore. Like yeah. in terms Thanks, of like, Malik. Yeah. <laughs> but Speaking like shot in heaven that. Yeah, yeah, but in terms of respect, you know, we respect them as like the second best high yeah. school. We like, <laughs> <laughs> we the best high school for sure in Baltimore. All right. So um that was awesome. Yeah. That kind of rocked, didn't it? That was really great. Um Tyce, these last two weeks, I have no doubt that you thought you guys were going to win, that you had all the confidence in the world. But like this, but throttling the best teams in the NFL in back-to-back weeks, did you know that was coming? I mean, I'm going to speak confidently on our team, man. We we work super hard during the week. And, you know, kudos to those guys for going out there, you know, dialing in to the the, uh, game plan for the week. And then just going out there and executing on uh, on Sundays. And, you know, when plays come, we go out there and we take advantage of them. And, you know, we capitalize. And that's kind of what happened in the past few weeks is just us making plays, you know, especially on the defensive side. And, you know, the offense capitalizing, you know, getting us points. And, you know, that works all together as one to, you know, bring out two of the best wins that we've probably had in years. You know? I mean, Reed and I have been around for the entire history of the Ravens. I, we Dang, are confident. you ain't got to put my age out there like well, that. I mean, all right, all right, all right. Thank you. Malik's close, almost. He's almost been around for the entire history of the Ravens. <laughs> a couple of years, sure. We were talking on the radio show on Monday. I don't think there's ever been a better, given the stakes, given the nature of how you guys, I don't think there's ever been a better back-to-back in the regular season, two weeks in Ravens history. Like, I mean, especially against the top two teams in the NFL. Right, yeah. Not the AFC, not the division, like the NFL. So that's... That's a great accomplishment. It's unbelievable. Yeah, is absolutely. What it is. So, couple weeks at the after the 49ers game, Patrick Queen said something that reverberated with a lot of people. He said, "We play a brand of football people don't want to play." And he mentioned like other teams, they're a little cute. They like playing basketball on grass. Yeah. Do you, as you watch, these are the you know as you mentioned, these are the best teams in the NFL. Yeah. And they're game for a little while. And then after a little while, it seems like they're not ready for that. Do you sense that like what you guys are doing, nobody can handle the style of football that you guys play with? 
Yeah, I mean, you talk about, you know, a team on the West Coast that's West Coast offenses, you know, defenses ain't the same out there. You talk about Miami who, you know, plays fast and want to throw the ball to all the fast guys. But, you know, it's something different when you get hit in the mouth, you know, for 60 plays straight, you know, on defense and and on, and on offense right? as well, like coming downhill. And, you know, a lot of guys ain't built like that anymore. You know, this ain't the 2000s. This ain't the 90s where – you know, it's hard-nosed football, and that's one thing that we do bring is, you know, physicality, and we take great pride in that. So, I mean, you see, you know, from the jump, when we hit you in the mouth and you have no response, you see the outcome of it. So that's that's the type of brand of football, like PQ said, that we play. It seems like like they're they're good with it for about a quarter. Yeah. Like for about a quarter, they're like, yeah, we can do this. Yeah. And then somewhere, like, late in the second quarter, they're like, yo, we got to do this for 60 minutes? Yeah. Like, for 60 minutes? Absolutely. We got to get worn? Nah, we good. How, we good. how Important. I don't know if I'm saying important, but how critical of the division that you're already in does that play a role into how you play against your other opponents? Because you know the AFC North is a very blue collar division. Everybody got their hand in the dirt. They, you know, they just they put their 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 hat on. They got their garb, their pale. You know what I'm saying? It's not it's not necessarily pretty, but it gets the job done to the point where you know at one point. Every team in this division, and maybe still, is a 500 or above. And so when you look at everybody else, you know, how does playing those guys six times a year play into how you – or this division and the toughness of this division play into how well you guys play against other, you know, shishi fufu opponents? <laughs> yeah, I mean, football ain't supposed to be pretty, right? you know. And, I mean, obviously you could just see throughout the entire year the schedule and – just the records of our division alone. Like we was one of the, if not the top division in the NFL. Yeah. As far as win percentage, wins and losses. And that just shows you the type of talent that shows you the type of ball that we play out here. And, you know, like I said, a lot of teams is not built like that to where, you know, for five, six games out of the year, it's going to be hell. And you got to figure out a way to win. And when you go through that, when you start playing other teams, it's like, oh, this, this is a little bit more light. We can actually, <laughs> you know, come at them now and, you know, see how they can handle, you know, playing the style of football. So, you know, that's a kudos to the AFC North and, you know, Cleveland Browns and Steelers and the Bengals, just the type of game that they play that, you know, it shows, it shines a light on this division, This these group of teams that we can go out there and play physical football and go out here and dominate. Tyus Bowser Show, Press Box 105.7 The Fan. If you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Malik Han, you grew up here. I mean, I'm assuming you grew up a Ravens fan. Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. You're now on a Super Bowl run as a Baltimore Raven. Yeah. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. Yeah. How do you describe... Like what this is like as a kid that you were never promised anything. You had to work your ass off to have a chance to do this. Yeah, How do you describe what this is like, not just to be, you know, on a team, to be on your team and to be competing for a chance to get a ring at the end of the year? I mean, like, uh, uh, like you said, it's hard, man, especially the way I came in as an undrafted free agent. You got to like, like, like when they say that's like, some of the hardest tasks like ever it, it's probably the hardest thing i had to 
kind of accomplished in my life, me, well, me personally. But, I mean, uh, like the Ravens themselves, it's just a standard that we got. Like, same thing Tyus was saying. Like, you know, everybody that they bring in the building is is – they going to play like a Raven, you know, they physical. And uh, at the end of the day, like uh, when we practicing and all that stuff, like, like we, we going to war with each other. And I think that's what kind of made us like what we are right now, because like during camp and uh, OTAs and uh, mini camp, like we had some battles out there between, you know, offense and defense. And it was everybody. It wasn't just like a few people. Like doing this that, and the third, you know, everybody had their glimpses and, uh, you know, everybody got got. But uh, it just helped us, you know, right now, because uh, me personally, one thing I noticed about us is like, you know, we kind of got better throughout the season, like compared to like our first game and our last game. Yeah. I think that uh, kind of like throughout the whole year, we was always like, oh, we could have made a few plays or like we could have we could have made made those plays. But kind of now. I feel like we we kind of uh, peaking at the right time, and uh, we ready for that Super Bowl run. But you know, as uh, being from Baltimore and uh, playing for the Ravens, like it's just like a dream because uh, you know, especially growing up, like I played for the Norfolk Rams. Okay. And uh, you know, we that was my uh, Pop Warner team, and you know, there's a lot of kids out there that that kind of be like, you know, I want to make it to the NFL, and. Uh, it was a blessing for me that I had people there that that actually like confirmed that because I know a lot of times uh, a lot of people they see a kid saying they want to go to the NFL they kind of look at it and be like oh 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 you can do it but they don't really like believe in that kid and uh, it's a blessing for me to have you know people who is uh like mentors and family members who actually you know supported me and uplifted me. You know, especially going to like a small school and uh, being undrafted, it's a it's a uh, it's a long, it's a hard battle. But I mean, right now I'm still battling. You know, trying to trying to make my way in the NFL. But it's 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 a blessing, man. It's like every day you live in a dream. Like like they say, like when you when you're doing something you love, you're not really working. You just kind of living a dream. That's kind of what I'm doing right now. That's, that's cool. dope. That's so cool. That is right? dope. Like that's so cool. All right, we we so we gotta know. Not named Ray Lewis. Who was your favorite Raven growing up? Oh, definitely Terrell Suggs. Like, okay. Sizzle. Uh, T Sizzle. Definitely. I mean, like, uh, like just growing up, especially at my position, like uh I always been a pass rusher. Like you see uh T Sizzle out there, you know, he played with that that dog. He played like a Raven, as you might say. And uh, you know, he played, he he's not scared to be the villain, you know, go in there, get the do the dirty work or uh, hurt somebody's feelings. And, you know, you just got to respect that. You got to love it. And, you know, you just want to model kind of your game after that. But, you know, there's a bunch of, you know, legends that we didn't have for the Ravens. And, uh, you know, you get a, you got to respect a lot of them, like Joe Flacco, who's doing his thing right now. For now. Of course. We'll respect yeah, him for, for now. now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But, uh, a couple of weeks, get back to me. We'll talk about what yeah, we respect him. For sure. But you got like, guys like Lodi Nada. And uh, Bart Scott, like we was talking about earlier. And uh, but, you know, you just got to kind of like, you know, just look at those guys and they kind of laid the foundation for you. And you just got to, you know, try to live up to their standard that they they set for us. Tyus, who were when you were growing up in Texas? I don't know. We've ever asked this. Who were the guys that you like looked up to? Who were your kind of like sports heroes? Sports heroes. Um, I mean, I kind of grew up a basketball guy. So I was a big LeBron James you know, fan, just 
you know, all that dude does anymore is tweet about the Ravens, by the way. I know. Like, we got to get him in the game. That's why. He's a fan. I'm sure he'll make it to the game. We got to get him out to a game. He is a fan, man. But uh, really just kind of modeled the way I, the way I, you know, took on life just with, you know, my work ethic, just family, just uh, community stuff. I just, you know, appreciate the little things that he does, you know, for his community, you know, in Cleveland, where he's from, uh, just how serious he takes his craft and going and putting in the extra time, you know, getting the extra baskets in, just, you know, working out whatever the case may be. And then just family, just how, you know, he's always looking out for his sons, his daughter, you know, his wife, just how he carries himself. There's like different screaming to check of the monitor when his foot was clearly on the line, you know, that type of stuff. Exactly, <laughs> man. So that's definitely a guy that I really appreciate that. I've looked up to. That's know. awesome. That's a awesome. guy, yeah. Hey, speaking of former Ravens, I'm going to give a quick tease. Pressbox is going to be celebrating a former Raven and their charity here in the coming weeks. And we're not ready to quite announce all the details, but it's one of the biggest things we've ever done as a company. And we are really looking forward to it. And we're going to be telling you more about it in a couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that. Uh, before we wrap this first segment, I want to know what was the play from Sunday that got you guys the most hype? Because... I mean, there were about a billion of them, obviously. I feel like everyone on the team made a one-handed catch at some point during the course of the game. What was the one for the, the one? You got to pick one that you were like, yo, I lost it on that one. I mean, I want to go defense, but I got to say when uh, uh, Zay, Zay likely caught that one-handed on fourth, fourth down. And seven. To, not even a catch, but the run after. Like, that's he made that look easy. And I mean, like, but he, he was running hard. But I mean, that was... That was one of the craziest plays I've seen for sure. Yo, y'all have two top tight ends, top ten tight ends in the NFL right now. Absolutely, like it's crazy. And, and Kolar out here catching yeah, right? too. Yeah. Don't forget Kolar. about that. That's wild. Tyus, what about you? What was the one? Um, I would probably say Roquan's yeah. one-handed. I wasn't expecting that. Either. It was insane. I didn't know he could catch like that. <laughs> <laughs> like in all honesty so i mean he had the one you know last year where you know he had a, a interception uh against the steelers and stuff like that but a one-hander how he did it real smooth and just uh cuffed it and got the run i was like oh wow he was going the other way before i even realized what happened exactly like, exactly i was like hold on what happened right here <laughs> and i just see him run i was like wow that's tough that was yeah crazy. that was that was wild yeah. and neither of us and nobody mentioned obj who like that look like oh, yeah, Odell Beckham. What, what like, it's too many. Or say and the touchdown. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's so many moments, right? That you can just. You can even hit. put in Pat Ricard with his one. Oh, right? I, I, Project Pat, we know we love yeah, that. I know them big shoulders. It's kind of hard to get the baby up. So. <laughs> I say when Doff got his sack, when he got off the ball, y'all see that? It was a lot of good plays. Yo, that was, that was an awful lot of fun, man. Would y'all make some noise again for Tyus Bowser, Malik Ham, please? The Tyus Bowser Show is a partnership of Pressbox and Great Eights memorabilia. And if you are a believer that on Wednesdays we wear pink, you should make your plans to be a part of Great Eights memorabilia's Mean Girls Brunch, Saturday, January 13th at 11 a.m. at Horizon Cinemas in Aberdeen. Your ticket includes a screening of the movie, a full brunch with local favorites, makeovers, face painting, photo ops, and more. Kids tickets, $29. Adult tickets, $39. Family four-pack, $109. Get your tickets right now. Great8smemorabilia.com with the number eight. When we come back in, we haven't talked yet about how the holidays went. We're going to do that. And we're going to talk about the last time that you guys were in this position and how it might be different this time around. We'll do that next. It's the Tyus Bowser Show. 